0: Funny thing, even stream elements ended up breaking today too.
1: Oh, look at that!
0: Just like at the beginning of the cast, it like announced my previous session. I'm like, that doesn't even exist anymore, and somehow wait, wait, it's still, wait, you're
1: wrong. No, yeah,
0: and I'm like, heck no, this is the title, and then I just did a, a title interlude. But we'll we're gonna go a little ways back so that, um. Uh, Winter can be properly terrorized along with the rest of you. Yeah. Um,
1: Nothing scary happened at all.
0: (laughs) The previous couple sessions, the team having survived (laughs) the discovery of whatever these mental worm creatures are that were being used and the visual display of what happened to Mannheim as well as the first attempt at trying to figure out Thane's reach, how to get into it, what might be going on. The following morning, the team discovered a mysterious um, area near the walled section of Thane's Reach that offered them an opportunity to take a platform uh, down in through an air shaft. The first one to go was Puck. She managed to sneak onto the wagon, sneak her way onto the uh, elevator platform, and was able to get down into the depths of the air shaft and make the discovery of the strange dragon-like creature that was guarding the what could only be called the Emberheart Throne or the Cinder King Throne, depending on translation of the um, prophecy that was on it. The team all gathering there, listening in on the leadership of the gnome community and getting some insight on what they might be doing here, they descended down into the lower part of the chamber. Once here, the stone was given over to the guardian creature. Once the guardian creature left with the stone without any kind of word of warning or conversation, the team then began to try to understand this chamber. While gathering up the clutch, Puck had made an investigation deeper into one of the tunnels, discovering the large excavation site that not only contained uh, prisoners, including the, um, uh, the, uh, the matron of the Sawtooth Clan, um, discovering her and then eventually freeing her. But all the while this was going on, a strange kind of earth tremor kind of beginning to unfold as the large heart stone excavation site was beginning to unravel, reveal itself. Um, Not only the team being down here, but it would seem those in charge of the excavation were caught unawares by this as well. However, briefly, there is a discussion with um, the matron of the Sawtooth Clan. And it would seem that Vex... um, What was his name? Uh, Vrakis. uh, uh, Vrasisk. (laughs) Vassarisk. I know, my S's, R's, and my V's all stumble um, um, seemed to not be out of the picture yet. And it's quite possible that he is a master of simulacrum, as there may still be two additional copies of himself somewhere out there. The team then began to escape the collapsing chamber and excavation site, realizing that this entire area was beginning to collapse around them They made their way out and witnessed the entire destruction of Thane's reach. At the last moment, as the shockwave from the volcanic eruption occurred, Xanath managed to get the tiny hut up and everybody safely inside, most falling either unconscious or being severely impacted by the shockwave. And it became aware at the same time that a massive fire titan had not only been unleashed, but it is now potentially making its way towards the Obsidian Gate to not only destroy the Obsidian Gate, but possibly help conclude whatever Vassarisk's plans are in releasing one of the betrayer gods known as the Shadowed One. It is did we take a long rest? Did we decide we were taking a long rest at that point?
1: I think that's what we were doing at the yeah. end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: The only challenge with that is that it was roughly afternoon-ish during the eruption of the volcano. So taking the long rest in the tiny hut will bring Under the ash. Yeah. <laughs> um so everyone go ahead and trigger a long rest. Yep. It that will bring us to the morning of day five. Oh, day six.
1: And session 40.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we're on Bye. session 40. Midlife. Morning of day six. Time to go buy a car. <laughs> and this is the morning of day six since entering the... or caldera. beginning. Yeah, since entering yeah. the caldera and making your way in this general direction of trying to track down the mining <clears> pit and all the activity that was going on. It is the morning of day six. All of you can trigger a long rest. You have maybe, I'm going to give you 15 minutes before the hut collapses because it only lasts eight hours. And it's now mid-evening mm-hmm. at this point. Looking through the transparency of Tidy's Hut, still mostly ash is the only thing you can see. What would you guys like to do?
1: This is gonna be—we got—we got to get out of here. This is—this is not gonna look good. This doesn't look good right now. We got to get out of this thing.
2: Um, if I stick a hand through top of a hut and try and move the ash, does it feel solid or is it like still sort of soft?
0: Um, technically, sticking your hand out the door and feeling upwards—it's—it feels pretty powdery. Like it's—it doesn't. feel feel like um, a typical pyroclastic flow that's muddy and compact, which might be because the only available water in the area was the ocean, which is more outbound. Um, it's very hot to the touch, but not quite enough to burn you.
2: It hasn't hardened, but it's it's kind of hot. I think when I drop the hut, it's just going to drop on
1: us. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be cooked. Um... I have, I have, I have, I have I, I, let me try something. Um, I'm going to take on my file and start. Uh, I'm going to cast uh, Bigby's hand okay. to try and, and sweep mm-hmm. uh, a path, like sweep ash off the outside of the hut. Like you're sweeping
2: off the roof of your car after a snowstorm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. So I can have it up for a minute. So, however much ash I can move around in a minute is what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. So I start playing, and the big hand appears, and uh, like (laughs) trying to push it off first, and then just start like swiping back and forth.
0: Okay. So you guys watch as Earthen invokes Bigsby's hand and the huge translucent hand kind of jets outside of the hut and begins to move back and forth with his movements. Uh, go ahead and give me sleight of hand with advantage since you are using a extension of the spell to do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Ooh, I'll take that. That's uh 23. It's only a few feet. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's only a few feet deeper above the height. So the height of the of tiny huts maybe about seven feet, and then three more feet up. So ten foot. It's basically a ten foot deep ash bed, at least where you are. And you guys are slowly watching the hand knock the ash away and away until the hand finally fades but the entire area around the hut that it was able to impact is clear. So at least when the hut, just as you guys feel the hut kind of drop away, all of you are now in the middle of a clearing that's maybe about 20 feet in diameter and then surrounded by a 10 foot wall of ash above you. And then like this, this like, um, like it's barely snowing, but it's actually ash. That's still kind of falling from the sky it's pitch black out and you can hear nearby rumblings that you assume is the, the sound of the now collapsed volcanic region of where the mining pit was, but there's also a distinct sound of thunder and like, um, uh, like boiling landscape that kind of arcs over the little bit of, the sky that you can see, almost to the point where the lightning is just bright red as it just kind of arcs through the ash clouds that are still up in the sky.
1: Holy shit. Holy shit. How did, how, holy shit. I Earthen activates the ring and just starts to fly up, trying to get trying to survey uh, if there's any anywhere that there might be uh, sunlight left or or non just not affected by this cloud that's currently billowing everywhere.
0: Uh, normally you'd have advantage on this, but give me a regular one because you're disadvantaged due to the weather conditions. Mm-hmm. So just give me a regular perception check.
1: Perception? Okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. Ooh. Oh, What a way to start the night. Uh, with my advantage, that's a 31. Okay. Um uh, with my, uh, not advantage. Your bonus. My, uh, bonus, yeah.
0: So from this height looking straight down, you could see winner Xanath, Puck, Spot, and... Um, punch all kind of in the opening that you just flew directly up from. The horizon is pretty much a fire escape. To your right, in the direction of the bordered area of the caldera, off in the distance, you can literally see a titanic-looking flame that is just moving off in the horizon. Almost like something... 100 feet, 200 feet tall, is just casually walking off into the horizon away from the collapsed area of Thane's Reach. Whatever that mountainscape was is now completely collapsed in on itself. There's no sign of the, the town at all, the fortifications. The, whatever was built here, is just looks like it's been vaporized. And then it all continued to collapse downward into this huge canyon-like recess that's just kind of swallowed everything up above. Where the boiling smoke is coming from is that an edge of the pit has cracked all the way up to the edge of the beach. And seawater, like a waterfall, is now pouring in to this huge crevice or like this massive ravine that opened up due to the earthquake and is billowing out both smoke, ash and steam, just billowing out up into the atmosphere above you. Like almost like dots of red light out on the seashore, the three or four dozen ships in the Harbor are all now fully engulfed in flame, just huge bonfires of the vessels, um, No sign of anyone that you can see that might be alive. Um, The bluff and the beach seem to be the largest collection of ash. About a thousand feet down towards the collapse of where Thane's Reach used to be. It's mostly just burnt and shattered rock from the kind of like sudden shock of the explosion. But it is at least this section of the island looks changed like it's it's been changed there's nothing left of trees grass or anything it's just an apocalyptic charcoal burnt ash strewn wasteland all around you
1: if I kind of have my bearings about me can I look back towards where the jungle and everything should be
0: yeah it's mostly just burnt landscape now okay you think it was in that direction, but looking around, it's hard to tell for sure what direction is what, as long as you're keeping where Thane's Reach used to be, mm-hmm. it gives you a general idea where the edge of the caldera and the, and the jungle landscape used to be, but it's all just gray ash.
1: I'm going to drop back down and report kind of what I just looked at, Okay. Um, Did we do this? There's nothing left. It's it's even the ships in the harbor are on fire. And then there's this giant moving fire thing. I guess it's a giant. It looks giant from where I from where I was moving that way. Is that what you saw?
2: That sounds like what I saw. That sounds like the cinder king. <clears throat> I, we didn't know. We didn't know. There was no way for us to know this would happen.
0: It starts raining. And it's a hot rain. Uh.
2: We have to get moving, right? Like, we have to get back and find the anvil.
1: Well, We have the anvil. To... Oh, oh, wait. What are we trying yeah, to I, I scooped up the anvil on the way out.
2: Oh wait! What are there's we trying
1: to find? Key. We've got to make the key. We got
2: to make the key. Yeah. Um, and
3: Matrone oh, uh, put the key
1: uh, in the
3: thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matrone said if
1: we could tell him where a tree is, but I didn't see any trees.
0: Yeah, I, I tried to look. It looks pretty bleak.
1: <clears throat> I tried to look where the where the like I mean I I, I think I know where the city used to be. There's there's nothing. It's a hole in the ground. There's seawater pouring into it. it it's. I think that's probably what's causing all this rain now. But I I tried to get my bearings and turn around and see where I expected the jungle to be. There's nothing there. It's all It's all on fire or black and
4: charred.
3: If I go there, I might be able to find roots or something barely alive that we can try and contact Matrone with but we do have a lot to accomplish in a very short amount of time
0: Tally, did you get a new internet service or router because you seem surprisingly stable and clear
3: <laughs> it's the lighting
0: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and your audio is coming through really well too
3: Really? Oh, wow. Okay, I'll remember that. It's not <laughs> my normal
0: place. You're not in your normal place?
3: Yeah, my Wi-Fi is worse.
0: Oh,
2: interesting. Uh, So we need Morden's Hammer, right? Morden's Hammer is in Titan's Reach.
1: Well, maybe. We do need it. Uh, uh.
4: Oh, right. That's what it
1: was. Um. Did we confirm the hammer was in Titan's Reach? I don't remember Um, that one That's what
2: I have in my notes.
0: That's what Nalith claimed. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. (sighs) Well, if it was in Titan's Reach, it either could be blown miles away now, or it could be collapsed in whatever hellhole that is now. Titan's Reach doesn't exist anymore.
0: Fane's
4: Reach.
1: Thane's Reach sorry. Yep. Thane's Reach uh, doesn't exist anymore. Reach.
4: All right. Um Spass is going to like kind of very slowly put up a paw and just be like I'm aware the odds of this working are basically zero. But before we go off in a con- in a random direction trying to find an object that we know nothing about, is it worth the hour or two to Transform me, or someone else. Dig down and see if we can fool the lock. Um, remember, I, I do, I am the Devotable Lock Goddess, and this would be a really, really appropriate time for her to come in. Just, just saying. Well,
2: if the if the anvil is in, if the hammer is in, Titan's reach or Thane's reach. And the, key, the lock is in the same direction, right?
4: I thought the, uh, the lock oh, was... The lock was, it was under around. Yeah. It was it got and, uh, isn't
2: that where the hammer is now as well?
0: Potentially. Or in one of the vaults that were maintained by the gnomes.
2: I can locate an object, but only from a short distance.
1: What's the short distance?
2: Like 300 feet, I think.
1: Ah. Uh, is it a... Uh,
2: a thousand feet.
1: Well, that's not bad. Is it um, like a concentration? Do you have to concentrate on it? Or is it just something that you can do it once and...
2: It's concentration, but it lasts 10 minutes.
1: Uh, well, then we should probably get further down first. Yeah. If we're going to do this.
0: Are you still up in the air, or have you flown back down to? Uh,
1: I came down to report okay. to them like what we saw, <laughs> what I saw. That's what, yeah. And it was okay. just—it's all gone. There's nothing there. Um, As
0: the five of you stand there, wondering what to do next, uh, Winter, I need you to make a Charisma save, please.
2: Oh, what? Wurr, wurr.
4: Oh, it's a 20. Nice. All right. You
0: feel an overwhelming sense of dread kind of just overwhelm you for a brief moment. Your mind locks in like There's enough space that you guys have cleared away so you can kind of see the horizon. And your eye and your mind just kind of fixate on where Thane's Reach used to be. That explosion has opened up something that feels familiar to you. And you immediately get the sense that something sentient has been brought in and might be linked with what the fire titan is. I don't. Know. I I lost my
5: train kind of thought. listening. <laughs> I listened to the whole thing and then didn't even know what to say after you. Read it. Um.
0: I mean, you can just tell everybody how you feel, you know, and let them know, or you can just keep it to yourself. It's up to you. <laughs>
5: I think I'm gonna keep this one to myself because I don't really know how to react if I'm being honest.
0: That's fair. That's good <laughs> RP right there.
1: Would we notice uh, a reaction? Just-
0: like, now with that 20, no, she's composed. Not with, okay. Yeah, she's very composed and that brief psychic burst that tried to overwhelm her didn't. So she's as you can tell, she just seems to be concerned about the environment and waiting to see what the team decides to do. Yeah,
5: because I don't, I don't know how to react. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking and nothing's come.
1: Love it. Would it be would it be worth trying to go back to the mist if we can figure our direction towards the mist? Do you think it would be worth going back towards the mist and see if we can't find uh, whoever that was trying to hold up the giant stone? I mean, he's the one that told us to deliver the thing to the guy, and then they just bolted, right? I mean, you see my distaste for uh, divine beings now, right? They're just. We're freaking tools for those guys. It's, I feel like a tool.
0: <laughs> Poor Earthen. <laughs>
2: There was a reason for releasing him, but I don't know what it was that it was it just that he was being tortured and that the gods wanted to release him. But then what was the plan? I mean, why I don't understand why we weren't warned. Can uh, I do an insight check on Naleth as she's like listening to us talk? Sure. I think we've been tricked a lot. And I just kind of want to see if I can read her at all. Go for it. All right. It's a three.
0: Yeah, she's so, totally lost in thought. Hard, almost impossible to read. She's staring off in the direction that the Sawtooth Clan village would be in. I mean, it's very far from here. A good six-day journey. But she's, like, staring off in that direction, watching the the, the the glow of the Fire Titan disappear over the horizon, like barely a dim light now as it's moving, you know, off into the
2: caldera. Um, she just hard to read. It's actually a 12 with my plus 9, but I know that's still not very good. Just hard to read.
0: Yeah, she's tough to read. You get the feeling that her desperation of the situation caused her to at least give as much as you think she would know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she may be just as confused as the rest of you in regards to what exactly is Varys' you know, Varys's play here? What is his play? If it's just to destroy the obsidian gates, why release something this powerful? And is this something that is truly powerful? Or is this something that's still not quite finished? And if the Guardian's responsibility was to maintain the Cinder King's prison, why did he leave?
2: And where did he go? I tried to scry at him and I couldn't find him. The Guardian? Do you he left this plane.
1: So, this thing is fire. We also know of a great being of immense power that's affiliated with water. Do you think it might be worth letting him know that there's something great big and on fire over here?
2: Cock, you want to talk to your friend? <laughs> Not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: can try... I don't know. I mean, it's Kind of up to it if it's anywhere near and if it's at all interested and being found.
0: I mean, it's also been a while since you pulled out that map book. <gasps> <Right. laughs>
1: this was a lot of this was a, like, I, I, this explosion wasn't natural.
3: I can try.
1: I mean, if that. it's something, if it's, it's, if it's a demigod, there's, it's got to be. It's got to have felt something, right?
3: It seemed to know more than we do. It was present during our fight with that dragon. It seemed involved somehow. I don't really know where it stands, but I can try. Uh, but it's been a while since uh, we looked at that map. And yeah. since <laughs> the lay of the land seemed to have changed a little bit, I... I well, the map
1: out. didn't work. We couldn't look at the map because it didn't work when we were here, right?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was like there was some kind of smoke covering the area of the mountain. Uh um, it
2: look like now?
3: I, I take out the map.
0: Because watch as Puck reaches in, pulls out the map, and lays it out on the ground. Um, as you lay it out on the ground, the entire surface <laughs> of the parchment is a swirling form of energy. Just this, like it's trying to read everything around it. And the only thing it can respond to is this just miasmic swirl of energy that doesn't really give any definition of landscape, position, location. It's almost like looking at a blurry picture. Uh,
3: Can I try to attuned to it in any way or focus on it in any way?
0: Give me an intelligence save as you do that. Nine. Nine? (laughs) You try to focus in on it and see if maybe something has happened with you or somehow maybe you mistakenly became unattuned from the map but as you try to focus in on it, no, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel magical anymore.
3: Oh no. Okay, I'll I'll put it aside for now.
1: What, what happened with the map?
3: Something's wrong. It's, it's just, it's not working.
1: What the heck would cause that? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe if I use the sword, the, the thing that the sword does, we can get some extra information about our giant waterbound friend. Uh, maybe not friend, the giant waterbound guy, to see if we can convince him, see if we can find something out about him to convince him to come here. I don't like the big giant fire thing, and I want to put it out as fast as I can and I think that's the nearest source of something that seems possibly big enough to be able to do that, right?
3: That sounds like a solid idea
0: I mean I it
1: registered on the map as a as an island, right when we were back on the boat, wait it seems so long ago it,
0: it almost re- it registered almost like a small like a like a cyclonic hurricane yeah. With a small landmass in the middle of it.
3: Um, well, I guess Draxel Haven or Draxel Haven's pet was our leading theory on its identity.
1: Yeah, I think Draxel Grix was his name, right? Uh, Draxel Haven was the city on his back, I think. Oh,
3: you, you are. Or right. the
1: supposed city on his back.
3: Um. Uh. That winter, you two tend to be pretty attuned to magical forces and uh, divine vibes.
2: <laughs> thing going on? Uh, do I can I do a vibe check? Am I? Does it feel like there's a lot of magic in the air, like there was when we were hanging out in the mists?
0: The primordial crossroads where you guys came out of the mist, felt uniquely divine and uniquely kind of like magic. This, right now you just feel the opposite. Like there's some innate magical feelings you're used to having, like awareness, primal sense, a sense of just things that might be nearby. It just kind of feels like static, just an echo chamber.
2: This feels like dead air to me. There's nothing going
1: on. Well, there were, a, there were a whole bunch of people here that are not here anymore, so dead air might be a great choice of words. You are a cleric, aren't you? Come on.
2: I There is something wrong here. I mean, to, not to state the obvious, but... I can... Uh, If we want to pursue the hammer, I could commune with Helm and see if we can get some confirmation about where it is.
3: Um, That sounds like a great idea. I hope Helm can reach to us right now because we kind of need all the help we can possibly get.
2: Why don't I um, sit down crisscross applesauce and do that while you guys are working on talking to the sea turtle?
3: Okay, I'll try. If I die, I'm blaming all of you.
1: And that, the least of your worries. We accidentally let you die once. It won't happen again, okay? Spot will kill me before you die again, okay?
4: Um, I know you can't see it, but it just fucks my talons. <laughs> uh,
1: then I'm going to take the sword and try and use uh, Legends lore on Draxivritus. Okay. So I'll, I'll kind of, like, if I need to kneel down and uh, put my forehead on the sword.
0: While you're doing that, Earthen, and Xanath is beginning to attempt to communicate with Helm, what's everybody else doing with their time?
4: Like, I think Spot's more in shock and kind of working on autopilot more than anything else. And, like, the only thing they can really think to do is to just try to restore some sense of normalcy is like, okay, there's people here. We're kind of, we're in a really terrible situation. Let's at least get some food in their bellies. So I'm going to try. I I don't mean that in like a, a, yeah, he's he's got a stress cook. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like, fuck, like the only thing I can do, like, you know, I'm just a, uh, a monk. I, I, you know, my gods don't really like talking to me, but I can at least make sure that like the survivors are, 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 Uh, have food and water in front of them. So it's like, at least do a little something. I
0: like that, actually. Um, And I feel like you've been doing this enough that we've decided you've become proficient in cooking. Um, We'll even say you have a, a field kit that you're kind of using as your main tool and you begin to pull out some of those rare ingredients and spices and things that you've been acquiring slowly, um, equivalent to the advantages of the trail mix that you made, you have enough supplies on you to begin to kind of make almost like a, a porridge of sorts, but not like your traditional Oliver Twist porridge. This is like you know cool, um, but in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like this before, is blue,
4: before all the, this, all the, this, this is
0: yeah, this is like blue bunny quality organic porridge, you know, where <laughs> you're taking like all these amazing kind of items that you've acquired up to this point, including some pretty rare exotic fruits that you gathered at the Sawtooth Village. Um, and you're beginning to kind of like form this food prep. Um, and spend the next 10-15 minutes kind of making a late evening meal for everybody else um you are a dex based character correct oh yeah very much so so now that you're proficient in cooking uh, we can now use your dex abilities versus your non uh, proficient abilities so go ahead and give me a sleight of hand for starters okay. i'm
4: doing all this on laptop so there it goes Ooh, that is a 32. Nice.
0: Go ahead and roll a d20, and then add your proficiency modifier to it. Okay. All right.
4: Uh, That's not great. Proficiency modifier. Just out of curiosity, because I'm not used to looking it up, uh, where is my proficiency modifier? Like, where it is that? It
0: should be near your oh, no, I see plus. Proficiency yeah. plus four. That's a seven. Seven, yeah. I like, I only roll a three without having a proper area to prep. It, it's a bit of a challenge. So instead of a d12, roll a d8, please. All right, d8. Uh, that is a
4: six.
0: Okay. So as long as anyone that consumes this meal, you get six temporary hit points for the next twenty-four hours.
4: Awesome!
0: Yay! So spots doing that. Xanath and that are doing their thing. Puck, you're trying. What What are you doing with your time?
3: Um, casting primeval awareness That's right. the ocean.
4: Oh, uh, how many servings will that make?
0: Uh enough for everyone to be able to use it for a day. Okay, cool. Right. I just wanted to make sure that okay, so I'll portion that out and yep. line up my glasses aren't you? Winter, what are you doing with your time?
5: Um, can I try to see if I feel any I don't know like what would I roll for that to try to see if I feel like anything ominous? ominous? I don't know that word, how to pronounce it.
0: So for you and there might be a play on this for Puck as well. The only other time you've ever felt this sense of dread, this sense of overwhelming concern, is you'd made a mistake during your travels one time. As an Elendil, you've always had access to the different Fae gates that allow you to travel to different places, as well as you visited the occasional... Celestial Plane, as their direct link with Fey is pretty common. However, there was this time for you that you inadvertently made it to the Shadowfell by mistake. And you weren't really sure if it was a mistake of magic or a mistake of thought. But you ended up in a place called the Cinder Rock this huge fractured mountainscape that was said to be home uh, said to be the home of some pretty nefarious creatures of the Shadowfell but when you had arrived there it was strange it was completely devoid of life there was no sense or sight or any kind of view of any of these creatures that you've heard of that should live here the only thing you remember seeing before you fled was a strange looking individual near a pool of energy. And they seemed to be very much focused on that pool of energy. It was at that moment that the Faye gate that you had traveled through had reopened behind you. And just as you stepped through it, that same sense that you had then is what you have now something has broken into the material plane that shouldn't be here. And your fey ancestry and your sylvan background, your sylvan memory, your sylvan emotion is beginning to feel very overwhelmed by this. There is something here that goes beyond cruel and anger and malicious intent and you can feel its energy just beginning to emanate out from the collapsed region of Thane's reach. Puck, it's at this moment that you cast out your primeval awareness. I need you to make an intelligence save, please.
3: No, (laughs) intelligence is not great. Oh, okay. Um, 17.
2: Seventeen.
0: Earthen, as you focus on the sword, what are you? You're trying to understand Draxel Grix. The great I'm
1: trying to. Beat. Well, my intent is to get more, uh, more information on him to assist with Puck's um, reaching out to him to. If we can, she's not a very convincing person sometimes. But if we can <laughs> convince him that you know. <laughs> That's sometimes, just fucked up. Say too much up. Wow. Hey, oh. Coming from like the most persuasive guy on the team, I mean, I, I want hey, to. Um, I, I,
4: when I hear that, when I I just kind of hear uh, the tone of his voice, I'm assuming I'm just kind of bent over my my cauldron. I just want to reach over like night look at me, either smack him in the back of my head with my uh, with my offhand or my tail, whatever's closer.
0: You feel <coughs> a, a tail like smack you on the head, and you get that look from Spot
1: like. Manners.
4: <laughs> right. That is my crime, friend. You're thinking about. Yes, you're
1: great, at Brian. You're terrible at lying it. about it.
4: I love Doesn't the idea of like being in that the middle needs, of the
0: apocalypse and having a family spat. I
4: love it
2: that Kurt was talking to the DM, but but Spot could sense it and smack yeah. Earth. And
0: <laughs> you, your mind earth and is lost to you for a moment. You start thinking about this Draxelgrix and what it must mean, and the sword begins to reveal a story to you. It feels like the world is very young, and it is consumed in hurricanes and storms. For a brief moment, your mind is fixated on an area of ocean that is being obliterated by the largest hurricane you could ever imagine visualizing in your mind. And then a sudden shockwave of energy, almost similar to what you felt yesterday, only this is uniquely waterborne. Expressive into the ocean. And when it happens, you're watching this fog and mist begin to form. And in your mind's eye, you're watching as a dozen shattered islands begin to appear and then immediately get veiled in a mysterious cloud bank. But drifting out of the cloud bank, the largest dragon turtle you've ever seen or could possibly imagine seeing. You could easily guess it to be the size of a small city. And it just drifts on the surface of the water for a while, out of the cloud bankment, this huge cloud enclosure. And then it just kind of settles into the water. And then you're just kind of back out of the vision.
1: I I, th- I think I think Draxogrix is is like that thing. That thing came out of the volcano because it's fire. But I think Draxogrix is like that. But water.
2: That it came
1: I had an experience when I when I when I used the sword. I had an experience, and it 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 felt like it felt like what just happened here, but instead of fire consuming everything, it was like a burst of water it, it splashed out, and then uh, I saw twelve islands in the fall. Fo- I think I saw the formation of the teeth,
4: Whoa.
1: but. Greeks came out it was a cloud there and 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 this giant dragon turtle came out of the cloud uh not flying on the water, but came out of like the fog cloud and kind of sat there for a minute and then swam off
3: did it feel distractive like this one or Like, we might have a chance to get some help from it.
1: The explosive force, yeah. I mean, it it felt similar. But it wasn't fire consuming everything. It was... It was the shockwave feeling. The last thing I felt before I blacked out.
3: Then it might have some kind of connection to this. Let's just hope we're on the same side. Because... If I recall, it was very powerful. And I don't like our track record with those elemental powerhouses so far.
2: Yeah. It also it, seemed to be somehow involved in the ceremony of sealing the obsidian gate, right? And it wasn't clear whether it was helpful or unhelpful.
1: What was that? We, I feel like we read a prophecy somewhere. Something when we were back on the ship and you had snuck into the captain's chambers. There was something in there about, about Draxel Grix. And something in there about him and the lighthouse and, the thi- and and something. I thought it was fire. I think we need Draxel Grix here. Crap, I'm digging through my notes to find where I think we talked about that. <laughs> I know we talked about when we because when we were looking what at the was this? it was when we were still on the boat we were st- we weren't even here the island yet we uh, were still way back on the boat, mm-hmm. and it was like something somebody read in one of the books in the room, but uh, remember Alexander had that painting of the the lighthouse, the cursed lighthouse that turned these guys into the things they are and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and there was something about was something about. Draxogrix, and then something with this living under this mountain.
3: Creation of the old Lucidian? Maybe. I did not take good notes back then, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I, I'm digging back through it. Uh, that's no more, so I gotta go back further than that.
3: Shell Island, ancient civilization, creation of the old Lucidian...
1: Draxel. Yeah, that's part of it. Because Draxelgrix is the guy.
0: Oh, I love this kind of storytelling. (laughs) (laughs) One of the key components of what you guys have experienced up to this point, both in the primordial vision of the crossroads recently in the mist, the sudden sundering of a possible elemental gate, whether or not Winter shares that, she still hasn't figured that out yet. But the way Draxel Grix's vision was revealed to you, Earthen, and the age at which it took place, these are all creation experiences that you're having. These are all points of creation that are happening either through visions of the past or what's just recently happened within the caverns below and the the great mining site below Thane's Reach.
1: This... Are... Are we in the midst of another creation myth?
2: God, I hope not. That's never a good place to be. I
5: think we, we are. I mean,
2: this island we know, is a center of many different planes. The fact that there are at least two, you know, terrifying creatures sealed here. Fire Plane, Fae Plane. Wherever the Cinder King is from. We know this is a convergence point.
1: The lighthouse curse was on Dragon's Breath Island inside the teeth. Man. Maybe Helm's got some extra guidance for us here. Well, we still haven't tried to talk to Greeks yet either.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn. Puck. You don't let on at first. But. Your primeval awareness doesn't seem to work. Oh, Like you're yep. trying to sense things And it's just It's a vacuum It's just an empty space in your mind Where normally You could pick up on these sensory feelings It's Not there This place is
3: dead I can't reach anything What is
2: I don't that? Know. You can't reach any Like You can't sense anything?
3: Nothing is coming up. I don't know if it's something wrong with me, my map, everything, or something about this place, but every time I try to reach out and use my usual sensory it's just it's silence.
1: Is it because we're not near any water? I mean everything's all fire and burn and ash around us.
0: The ocean still is only a few hundred feet away from you. You're up on the bluffs.
1: Yeah. Shit.
3: I'm gonna try and make myself useful and look for some trees from a tron because I I don't know what I can do.
0: Give me a survival check as you begin to fan out from the campsite with a bit of a despondency. Are we just climbing up the the (laughs) ash? Well, it moves the ships out of the way it, pretty right? good. Yeah. Um, I would imagine, though, if you're going to continue to do try your communes in at some point you're going to have to settle down you know, and focus on your commune. Yeah, I'm going to sit in the pit. Okay.
3: Uh, I got a 25.
0: For you, Puck, it seems that the bluff is where all the ash is collected, and you and Punch are able to push through it up until the easement of the bluff would normally run down in the direction of the roadway. And here the ash isn't as thick. Um, It's for you. It's chest high, Um, you know, because your tiny form, you're pushing through it (laughs) and like moving everything around. Um, The jungle scape is nowhere to be seen, at least not near the edge of the caldera. Um, There's a straight, from your vantage point, as you get further away from the campsite to look down towards the hillside that would roll down towards the old walls of Thane's Reach, um, you get. <laughs> Who did I lose that? That was Xanath that time. Yep, she, she must just the sent the, uh,
4: the. The no, no, she sent a message on Discord that uh, her computer crashed. So,
0: oh, how funny! Yeah, that's, the that's, it that's, bugs are. I mean. Well, the IT hey, bugs hey, hey. are out in force today.
1: <laughs> I was gonna make the joke about uh, that being tied to her commuting with Helm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> her God snatched. So her. hard, you, you, you went
1: extra planar.
0: <laughs> so, Buck, as you sit there with Punch, you're kind of absentmindedly scrunching his ears and kind of looking down. To your left is this whole new canyon-like area that's come into existence where the ocean water is like pouring down into it like a waterfall and it's causing this huge ejection of steam clouds that are mixing with the smoke clouds of the volcanic eruption. And that's where the storm and rain are coming from. That's when you, the rain is hot, but not painful to the touch. And it has a very salty kind of taste to it, which tells you it's definitely ocean water that's kind of like vaporizing up in the air and then turning to rain droplets as it falls back down. The horizon of the caldera to your right is the fractured kind of rise of it boiling over with smoke and the occasional red lightning kind of coursing through it. The collapse of things Reach has created this this just huge canyon. Um, You see no sign of people, but strangely enough, Near the edge of the right side where you remember the air shaft being, not sure how or why. I know why because I rolled incredibly well. Um, there is one tree standing,
4: yes.
0: a single tree that just, it's, and it's strange because it's, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, those apocalyptic landscapes that you see. But something wearing a really bright Hawaiian t-shirt off of the distance, you know, just kind of standing awkwardly out in like a very drab and rundown landscape. But down by where the old air shaft was, which is now a collapsed section of the edge of the canyon that's now newly formed, is a tree still intact. But it's leaning slightly over the edge of the canyon, like maybe the ground had eroded around it. And it just hadn't collapsed down inside the canyon yet.
1: Xanath. I feel like the description of the tree was a description of our party, though. <laughs> Bright, colorful guys in the middle of an apocalyptic landscape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Xanath, your commune. Yes. What questions are you reaching out with?
2: So, I think uh, I will um, sit down and set up my shield and my my little symbols of hell, Helm. Um, And the first question I'll ask is, we're seeking, um, we're seeking Moradin's hammer. Is it in Thane's reach?
0: You hear a very loud metal on metal sound, like a hammer meddling armor signaling signaling a positive response. Okay.
2: Um, second question, I think, are you allied with the primordials?
0: You get a cold wind across the back of your neck, signaling a negative as no.
2: Are you allied with Cord? There is
0: no real response to that. Almost you get this feeling that they don't know how to respond.
2: Okay.
0: Maybe as a free insight that you are overreaching almost to the point of almost committing a form of sacrilege.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm asking too intrusive a question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get that. Yeah. You kind of get that cold kind of non-compliant response. The equivalency in your mind would be like confusion. Okay. And a little bit of disappointment.
2: Okay.
1: Am
0: I alive
4: with Um <laughs> 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 uh, All
2: right, that's my three questions. Uh, the hammer isn't Thane's Reach. Primordials are not our friends.
1: They're not our friends?
2: They're not Helm's friends, so they're not my friends.
1: I don't think I'm Helm's friend. You're not I'm Helm's your friend. friend. I don't think I'm Helm's friend. <laughs> Look, the back of the head with if Helm hand was trying down, I would be here trying to stop it, okay? Helm's purpose
2: has always been has always been protection against the dark. Against forces intending to do harm he's a protector of you know of women and of children I know you have your issues with the gods but I do trust his purpose I just don't always understand it
1: you used to get like lost in thought like you were having conversations with somebody or something but you haven't done that for a long time my right. helmet's
2: been pretty quiet Since
1: we were on off the boat almost
2: I've heard a voice from time to time but it it has not spoken to me very much lately
1: hmm. uh, did we catch puck before she took off after the tree or
0: no she just went searching
1: we're <laughs> The heck, where did, did Puck get buried in Ash?
2: <laughs> Puck, you see her, you see her, yeah,
0: you can see her little footprints and Puck on the very like a hundred feet away from the campsite after you got out of the deepest part of the ash, seeing all this. Now I can hear Xanath and Earthen kind of yelling for you, wondering where you went.
2: I found a tree. No way, the one tree. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on a hill? We can call Matron. Ha! Caught
4: Gold the reference. <laughs> tree on a hill. One tree <laughs> hill.
3: Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I tried to reach to Matrone through it, or did we have to connect to Matrone again?
1: I think we had to tell him what it looks like.
0: Mm. Oh, is that um, me? Spy. I've-
1: yeah, well, yeah, that was you, but. You said this tree is precariously on the corner of our... <laughs> its
0: like on the edge of the newly collapsed canyon that used to be Thane's Reach. Spot,
4: yeah, What's we up, have Arthur? we have need of your services. All right, I'm going to kind of pack up my my equipment carefully but hurriedly, and then just kind of go over. Just like what'd you, all right, what'd you cook there? It smells really good. Yeah, some. Like mixed berry porridge. Yeah, you know, what, what what I could do. <laughs>
1: um, so this tree, we're gonna try and get Matron here. This tree's on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. I would rather not summon Matron off the edge of a cliff, but okay. you can walk on walls.
4: I can. So All right. Could you like wait at, under the tree just in case? Sure, and I do that just casually walk down the side of the mountain, like about 10 feet under the, uh, the tree where it's perched, and just like, okay. I imagine the really bad clipping, like the edges there and you walk
1: like, off. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's the five of you kind of like leave the campsite following spot down towards the edge of the newly formed canyon. It takes you through the ashen fields that are still kind of forming, but now things are wet, sticky, and kind of, you know, how – how wet concrete is. It's getting Mm -hmm. like that because of the rain. It's also Mm -hmm. getting a lot warmer too, as the rain is kind of down and you can feel the humidity of the, of the, of the cloud cover kind of keeping the heat kind of inadvertently kind of baked into this area. But the five of you are standing on the edge of where the air shaft used to be. And where this small forest edge used to be this jungle forest edge. And now you're just staring down into a massive like a massive Canyon just filled with steam and smoke. It's dense enough that you can't really see down into it, but every now and then there's an explosion of lava that kind of like spurts up slightly and then settles back down. Um, And there is an increased amount of heat over in this direction. You can even see some of the leaves kind of falling off the tree. As the five of you stand there on this edge, you watch as the spot kind of goes over the edge to kind of keep a look on the opposite side of the tree, um, just in case that becomes necessary. Um, you guys are all on the edge of the cliff or the edge of the canyon where Thane's Reach used to be. The weather's getting worse. It's getting hotter. What do you guys want to do?
1: This cliff doesn't look super stable right now, so just in case, let me just fly. So we're not putting excess pressure there, but uh, you want to give Matron a call. Uh,
2: and we're asking Matron to come through. Is that the ask? Because originally he was like, "Hey, I'll pull you through if you can find a tree."
4: I was unclear on that, but I. Uh, either way, um,
1: did we bring Nelleth with us? Yeah, she's with you. Okay. I mean. All right. it, if we go through, it should be clearer on that side. Hopefully, right?
2: Yeah, but if we need to get the hammer, that's the other direction. I think
1: he can get us back the same way he got us there, right? If we know what the tree looks like.
2: Yeah, if he's got the if he's got the slots for it.
1: If the tree doesn't die.
2: Um,
3: was it that? Or was he gonna come here?
2: I can ask him to come here and see if he'll yeah. do it. I think he'll just if he doesn't want to do it he'll just be like nah
1: not but we'll tell him like Sibo. sebo should <laughs> be around here right Sibo's his friend and she's not contacted him either
2: uh yeah i'll try and i'll see if he'll come through and maybe he'll come with us and maybe he'll come look for i mean for i
1: CBO. we yeah see finding Sibo is yeah not high on the priority list but it's on the list
2: okay um like, yeah. hey, you're making
0: the, the the phone motion. That's awesome. That's
2: what Zant does. <laughs> you're like,
0: you know, I'm no. more likely to remember 25 words or less if I use a rotary phone. Yeah.
2: Thing,
0: you know, indicator.
2: It's not even the like the iPhone hand. It's the, the
0: yeah. None hand. of my kids uh, know what this means. None of my really? young kids know what this means. <laughs> when when they do God. a phone reference, they do it like this with their palm to their to their That's chin. So yeah. Gen Z. <laughs>
2: Uh, alright. Matrone found a tree. Hanging off edge of cliff. Wiry, colorful. Please come through. We need your help finding Sibo. We'll discuss once here. Alright. Uh... (laughs) Not
0: the best description you could give me, but that's okay. I'll do what I can. Um, be there momentarily. You might want to stand back. Uh, uh, it requires a little bit of space for what I'm about to do. But All that's... right, stand back, stand back, guys. And then the last word kind of like cuts off. There's a moment when there's a sudden flash of green energy emanating from the trunk of the tree, and the trunk of the tree actually splits open. Holy and shit! You watch as Matron steps out of it, and then it seals shut. Luckily, it allowed him to step out onto the cliffside. He kind of looks over. <laughs> well, now that's a cliff. Hey, uh, what you doing down there, sport? Don't you want to be up here with the rest of us?
4: Well, we didn't know which direction you were going to walk out of. We don't know how that spell works. You know, I'm back up. so oh, I just kind of...
0: always point west. You can always count on that.
4: I'm a monk. I don't know tree
1: things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an obligate carnivore. remember he totally pulled himself up over the edge of the tree. He tried to talk to a tree and it tried to eat him.
2: Is Puck Puck just nodding knowingly when he says the trees always point west? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Of course. Yeah,
2: no. Well, Now that I see this, it kind of (laughs)
0: explains where all the smoke's coming from, huh? (laughs) Holy. You can see this all the way back down in Gnomework. Yeah, has, so. has. it reached the Underdwell? Uh, no, exactly the Underdwell. But uh, we've heard reports that smoke can be seen from up, up in the city proper. The Underdwell is already pretty naturally dark. Uh, the smoke itself hasn't quite reached it, but you can see the great smoke column from up in the, uh, up in the, uh, the upper tiers, especially up in the, up in the wards, up in the trees. People seem to be uh, panicking a bit up there. A lot of ships leaving all of a sudden. That's
1: not a bad idea. All the ships here are on fire.
0: Oh, I right. see so you have a familiar friend with you. You watch as kind of nods towards Matron. Oh, so so well,
1: you guys know each other.
0: Which one are you all fucked up?
1: If you had to take a guess.
0: Oh, I'd guess Earthen for sure. <laughs> but mostly because, you know, I've had some interesting religious conversations with them. I can't and help it. If anyone's gonna piss off the gods, it's gonna be a bard for sure. Oh. Gods uh, and dragons. It's always the same
1: thing with them. Hey, the dragon, he I don't, I don't think he was mad.
0: Oh no, I'm just I, I'm profiling your friend. Just just always assume bards are bad. No no offense.
1: We I may have a revolution in our own belt.
2: Um. <laughs> Matron, we're on a bit of a tight time schedule here. Uh, okay. We... Not really
0: sure how I can help you. Other than the fact I can get all of you back to Nomux if you want to come back to the Underdwell. Were you able to get in contact with Sibo? No. I'm just kind of assuming she might have been caught up in this explosion. She might be dead. If she was on the other side of the caldera, she might be okay. I don't know, but I haven't really been able to get through to her.
1: Where was the last to... place we saw her? We saw her next to the fire people ceremony, right? When we she was,
2: she was on the edge of the volcano because she was within sight of Mason who was looking down into the volcano.
1: But not the not the mining pit though. No, no, like the, volcano the actual was, volcano. But the, the volcano was a lot farther away than where we are, right? Right. If I remember the map right. It was like we were at the the left north. She
0: was over at Lava Worm Reach is where she was.
1: Yes, she's likely maybe was not affected by this. um, She's affected by something, maybe not by this explosion.
0: The only thing you remember her saying is she was heading towards Shadow Peaks after Lava Worm Reach. So she was going all the way to the other side of the caldera.
1: Yeah. But we think she was
0: at Lava Worm Reach when she talked to us last? Possibly, yeah.
1: Okay. When she stopped talking to us.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't and really know for sure if she's still alive or not, but if she's at Lava Worm Reach, I can assume that she was far enough away from this to not have been affected by it. I still don't understand why she's not responding.
1: Uh maybe Puck, uh remember, maybe this has to do with why you can't reach out to anything around here. Well, the map doesn't work. Maybe that's why I don't know. Maybe that's why it doesn't work. Messaging it, I don't know. I don't know. But I was make...
2: able to message Matrone.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
3: I don't know. It's like some kind of sense of magic, or or the usual spiritual connection that I have seem to be not working and it could just be that I'm off but it I think something's going on and it seems like something bad is coming in soon too that watches,
0: we'll... you watch as Patron comes over to Puck cracks his knuckles and this little mouse folk kind of looks at Puck with a little bit of concern tilts his head well your, your magic's a bit more like nature isn't it Puck? that's kind of where you get your magic from yeah well, let's see how nature's doing. And you watch as Matron jams his hands into the ground and his eyes warg out as he begins to speak with nature. And his echoey cadence goes out and out and out. And it kind of warps back out. That's really strange. I'm not saying that everything's dead yet, but... It's certainly almost as if something is blocking my ability to speak with nature. It's it's something about this area specific. I think that's what the problem is. I don't think it's your affinity for your primeval awareness, Puck. I think it's something else affecting the area specific.
2: Oh, no. A natural force?
0: No, not natural. Got to be unnatural. The only other time I've ever known for this to happen is when... Gateways get open that can't be closed.
3: Well, something seemed to have walked Gateway. through.
0: Are so you sure that it walked through? Did you see it actually step through?
1: Well, no. we were busy getting almost killed.
0: Well, I mean, there's things to be busy about, but almost getting killed—not a good idea. Drinking's better for you than dying.
1: Just saying that that I agree Winter you are awfully quiet right now I mean you're normally pretty quiet but
5: alright um, I'm like I'm really shining right now because I decided to do like an oil treatment right 10 minutes before I did this game so my
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, I didn't think that through I really didn't so much- it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Darn it. laughs>
5: But um, for me are we still like we're still in the village correct like
0: no you're on the edge of the newly formed canyon that used to be Thane's Reach And Matrone, the um, druid mouse folk from the nearby jungle down in the Underdwell, has um, used travel with plants and he's stepped out of the tree. That's the only one that Puck could find. And the
1: only one around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he just tried speaking with nature or communing with nature. It didn't work. Puck has been unable to get primeval awareness to work or um, her sense of greater creatures that might be nearby Our map is distorted and blurry like it's unable to immediately reveal what's going on in this like specific area
5: okay well i don't know why i wrote village by the cliff in my notes but um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna where swear the village
0: not. used to be <laughs> yeah, it used to be um, before it got vaporized
5: Could I see, I just realized something, could I see if the bow might have picked up on anything? I totally forgot about that.
0: (laughs) It would take a few moments for you to commune with the bow to see if its sentient nature picked up on anything. Give me a persuasion check. How's it almost an hour and a half already? How's this happen? I swear, this is one of my few groups that I feel like the time goes by way too fast.
1: I mean, I am two pages of notes in, so. Yeah, we do a lot of
2: mining for lore. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Maybe that's
0: what it is. What'd you get for persuasion winner?
5: Maybe not. Um, I got a five.
0: A five? <laughs> Yeah, you don't get a sense of connection. Just that, from time to time, that sense of like something else is here. There's, there's a presence here that you've only ever felt one time before, and you're feeling it again, and you're not really sure what it
1: is. I mean, what,
5: what can I do? What can I do? What
1: can I do? Can I get a read on her while we're, like... Give me an insight
0: check if you want, because she's being very purposeful in her... No, she's not being evasive. She's being... (laughs) um, I would describe it as she's being distracted by a memory, by something that concerns her, and she can't quite put the two pieces together.
1: With my bonus, it's a 19.
0: 19? She's distracted. She's... She seems to be thinking about something that has something to do with what's going on, but she just doesn't seem to remember what the occurrence was. But you pick up on the sense that this environment is having an effect on her. You just hard to know for sure.
1: You're not going to start speaking in tongues again, are you?
5: Who, me? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we got in the mist that time... I don't know what you were saying. You were, you were speaking in tongues. Like everybody else looked old or young or like baby spot was the cutest little baby cat you've ever seen. But you were speaking in tongues and you just like, Ooh, yeah. And disappeared. And we're like, what are you talking about? And you keep looking at us and you keep saying, and we're like, I don't know what you're saying. And then you walk off again. And then finally we got next to the giant crystal thing. And then you started talking, you know, common again.
5: Was this in the session that I missed? Yeah, oh, okay. probably. That's I'm <laughs> I was going
1: to say, I that in my notes. Um. <laughs> I, I was blah, 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 blah when notes. we were in the when we were in the misty stuff. Okay. That was like uh, the the connection with the Feywild.
0: Matrono overhears you talk about, and Matron goes, "Where were you, exactly?
1: We were in the mists." Yeah, we have we have a map, a rough map of that area, right? Like we yeah. had her map, but we had a map of the area, a rough map of the area, I think, but we were in the we were in the mist the the, uh, the misty we the veil, down misty the, veil. The, yeah, the,
0: yeah, the bottom of the caldera that,
1: yeah yeah, well, we went to the misty the veil I mean, we tried there? not to go we didn't want to go there, spot jumped on the back of the giant like weird stone dragony thing, and <laughs> it
4: flew into the veil, and we had to go in after him.
0: You had to go and in after then we the got there. You know, we had to go in after spot.
4: It, in fairness, I, I had jumped off of, you know, um, yes, Drake. you jumped, Ali. Uh, I was trying to intercept Winter. <laughs> um, it made more sense at the time.
0: Oh, imagine but that happens it, a lot to the five of you. It always way, makes more sense when it's happening.
1: Either way, we went into the Mist Veil, and we actually got to the center of the Mist Veil. But while we were in the Mist Veil, we saw a bunch of weird shit, some naked gnomes walking around singing songs, uh, uh, a satyr, that kept popping in with various degrees of elegant clothing on. And then we saw this great being underneath the giant stone with all the silver threads coming out of it. And he was standing there like, like holding it up, like he was in pain and all this stuff. And he told us we needed to give the piece of stone that we got to the guy that lived in the hole down there, who, when we went down there was a dragon and covered in mine leeches. And we got the leeches off of him. It was really cool. You missed out. You should have been here to see it, but when he turned not dragon anymore, uh, he turned into a human-ish thing. Uh, oh. I gave him the stone, and he disappeared. He said, what? "Where'd you get that?" And then boop, he was gone.
0: What exactly was the stone that you gave him? I'm, that's the part I'm missing.
1: Oh, sorry the uh, the rebirth stone. We got it when we broke the the fight at the obsidian gate when we sealed the gate. That's fascinating. And, uh, supposedly, the wild mother popped out and this flower opened up, and there was a stone there, and I touched it, and I saw the vision of the dragon guy in the hole, and yeah.
0: I know a little bit about a myth called the Shadow Keeper. I I know that it's said that he guards over what's called a plania gate, but I don't know how that would be relevant here. And this this being was holding up a great rock, and you were seeing all these visions of things.
1: It wasn't a rock. It was the. Uh, it was. Oh shoot! What was the it name was of that? The
0: creation heart.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Creation heart. Yes. Well, that's just superstition.
1: Oh. Oh, that's real. Oh, it was there. It was there. It was very big. Very. You very do big. You do
0: realize, of course, that the caldera gives off a lot of volcanic gases. That sometimes, if you breathe it too much, makes you see things that you think you see.
1: Would you like to journey back there with us? I'm more than happy to no, go and try I and talk to that big guy again. because Huffy, volcanic
0: was, gases is both illegal in most areas, and you probably really shouldn't do it due to your mental health. Are you,
1: tr- are you trying to tell me this is illegal in Gnomeworks, the place where everything is legal? Let's sell giant war machines to people well, that are I mean, illegal I'm, to buy? I'm
0: mostly just suggesting that maybe you shouldn't breathe volcanic gases.
1: Not much of a choice in a volcano.
0: Well, well you that's you could not go in. I'm just saying you could stay out. Is the
2: Shadow Keeper called Erebos? Does that name mean anything
0: to you? Well, Erebos is one of the many uh, myth names that's given to it. I think the Arabos name is the um, the human myth.
1: Okay. Arabos um, is who we met.
0: Oh, well, now you're just now you're so just Erebus. Erebus.
1: Look, come here. You you did the thing where you where you read the plants, you wanna read my mind? I'll open no, uh, it up to you.
0: Yeah, I really don't want to touch your brain. I'm <laughs> sorry, Pucky. You said you had something for me.
3: Oh, well, our questionable experiences aside it was real. And we are under a very bad deadline. If you recall when I died, there was a sense of something inside the mountain that I was sacrificed to.
0: Yes. I, I remember that conversation.
3: Have you sensed anything changing other than the explosion? It seems like it might be coming soon. So we really need to hurry and kind of unfuck the situation just a little bit. Um,
0: we well, I you- mean, I'm not really sure how I can help you, other than I could take you all back with me. I mean, this kind of looks like a natural phenomenon to me.
1: I mean, oh, can I roll insight? Because this seems bizarre. Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, you guys got to realize, he's a druid in a jungle, and he's comfortable there. He's not an extraordinary adventurer. He's just a druid mouse folk. We're not here. To, you know, <laughs> was, was, was doing charity cases for the underdwell. That's a this is inch. the equivalent 20. of telling a very secluded tribal existence that the Earth is round, that planes fly. I mean, he's... What would you get for your insight check? 27. Yeah, that's how you feel. It's like he's disconnected from your experiences.
1: Okay, okay. okay. Come here, come here, come here. I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to fly up in the air and point off in the direction of the fire being.
0: Well, right? I mean
1: you see that right
0: yeah i could see a lot of flame on the horizon
1: that's not flame that flame is moving it's alive
0: that's because flames burn and move
4: I no mean...
1: no 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 that flame is alive that flame that flame hatched here and that's what caused this nowhere else is there flame over there outside of the boats over there there's flame if
0: you don't mind and you put moving. me down please just put me down you just let go no, set me down would be preferential.
1: <laughs> All right, if, we're, if we're going to be literal, I'll start being literal. So I fly back down to the ground and set him down.
0: Might be the first literal thing you've said for the last 20 minutes I've been here. Mm. Now, I don't. I'm not casting it aside completely. I can't get a hold of SIBO. Nature here clearly destroyed by whatever happened. And I'm granted going to suggest that what you believe is what you believe. Well what do you want to do next? What's do you have a plan? Is there a thought process here that you have?
4: Well just we uh, thought out of you, Go ahead. Out of uh, curiosity, because I don't remember if we tried last time, um, have has anyone tried to contact Caliban recently? The know Like she might be mm-hmm. willing to at the very least listen to us or help us out.
2: Do we I do I can contact Caliban if we want to, but I think she's at, if she's alive, she's at Shadow Peaks or Lava Worm Reach. We need to go to Titan's Reach.
4: I can remember if she was with uh, SIBO or not. I think she's with SIBO.
0: Well, I
5: mean,
0: is there something here we need to do? Or can we leave?
1: We, we we're staying here. I think it might help if you stayed here, uh, at least to help regrow the trees, because uh, that's your thing, at least, right? Um, but yeah, we're I think we're druid. done with this I'm guy. I'm not that I'm not that kind of druid. Well, I'm not that kind of bored.
0: No, that's not true. I could tell y'all. <laughs>
3: <You're-> <laughs> Your
4: stream. side This is um, one of the like first moments of levity. Spots had and like, I you know, <laughs> just kind of pins yeah. over the matron and just like, I flirted with him a lot. I don't think he's that kind of hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good opportunity for a break. I love that. Let's go ahead and take our five minute break, and when we come back, we'll do the second half. Oh my God, that was hysterical. Oh, D6 inspiration. There's five. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I like that. Oh.
1: up you're muted
0: ha <laughs> hey once once in a while it happens um <laughs> car registration in california is getting ridiculous
1: eh, it's crazy in ohio now oh. well since i've been here so we have i have a hybrid and a, a plug in electric right yeah and it is it costs us seven hundred dollars a year for registration Oof.
0: what year is that car
1: uh the both of them are newer than twenty fifteen One's twenty fifteen, one's twenty seventeen.
0: Whatever happened to the days that as your car ages, the car registration is supposed to go down.
1: Because it's they're hybrids, they're not, they're not uh, so like mine so you're a, doing
0: the earth a favor and they charge you more for it?
1: Gas tax. Yep, that's why. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so my, mine is uh four hundred and fifty dollars or four five hundred dollars, and my wife's car is uh two hundred and fifty dollars. Regular that? is like thirty bucks. Like, gas cars is $30.
0: Well, there's so few people driving in California now. um, They're thinking of dropping the cost of registration to a $5. Killing me, Scott. Killing me. Um, uh, They're thinking of dropping registration to, like, a $5 fee just to keep the tag on your car. And then you record your mileage, and then they're going to charge you by mileage. Oh, there's the new
2: Puppers. Oh, I not yeah. go out. Oh, it's oh, so puppers. adorable.
1: I moved, her, I moved her bed over here because she was like, I was like, she sat, I since the picture last week where she was sitting across the room from me, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: So I put the bed over here now and she came over and sat down now.
2: Oh, she's so cute. Does she just want to sit next to you all day? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so
1: that's adorable. Sit next to me or pee on the
2: couch. So. <laughs> or pee
0: on
1: the couch, because that's it's what, what that I was see. like. It's the excited kind of pee, though. So it's like, you know, I know it's not on purpose, but come on, man. She's a baby. Yeah, she's about five and a half months, so. Oh.
0: All right, all right. Let's just say for a moment that you're telling the truth about everything that's been going on. hmm So, uh, Plan, go down there, maybe find this hammer figure it out from there.
1: I'm going to, like, slide the edge of the anvil out of the bag of holding just to show him that it's... What the
0: fuck is that? Yeah. Have you tried identifying it?
1: It's the Truthkeeper Anvil, yes. I have identified it. You see the... What the hell is the Truthkeeper Anvil doing here? It was... It was... Who had it? It was uh, on the boats that Vassarys had. He was trying to bring them here. That's why we need to find Morden's hammer.
0: What? Well, I guess that's come from a long way. That Yeah. Truthkeepers uh, organization, both up in Vassalheim and Nicodronus, I think. Do you oh, even Joe know what boy. they do? Do you understand who they are?
1: Uh, if what I remembered was correct, and I dig through my notes a bit, <laughs> maybe. Oh, crap. How many... That was a lot of sessions
0: ago. (laughs) It's alright. It's not that important. I mean, essentially, their job is to identify relics and either choose to keep them safely tucked away or destroy them.
1: Yep. Well, this anvil has a special slot to make a key on top of it, if you can see that. And uh, as we did some searching and thinking, um, we found the what we think is the keyhole for this key.
0: Right. Well, down there in the fiery pit of that canyon.
1: No, it wasn't a fiery pit when we found it.
0: Uh, no, I could put one and it was, one together. Uh, I get
1: that part. but It was a, a black stone chair with uh, elemental fire writing all around it that had this great long prophecy. And this was the prophecy written on the chair. And I'll just recite the right. prophecy to him. Uh, and from that prophecy, um, you know, there was some rumbling happened after that. We, oh, we saved the lizard eggs, by the way. Well, we just don't know where to take them now. Um, there was another, there's another stone obelisk, a broken obelisk on the other side that had a keyhole in it. it was going to try and destroy the, the, the lighting up stone chair thing, but that didn't work. I missed um, but we had to escape because everything was going to blow up. And then we got to the surface and boom, we almost died. And then we called you.
0: Well, I'm a little familiar with the myth of the syndicine. Um, It's said to be a beast of flight. And he kind of looks over his shoulder off in the horizon where Earthen originally like pointed it out. And then, so totally. is it, I don't really think it was you lot that that set this thing free, is it?
1: If the whole tale about uh, Erebos being the guardian, preventing all this from happening is true, we helped it. Did
0: you also fill him in on the excavation site? The the collapse of the heart chamber?
1: Uh, As I was talking about, uh, on the part about like, yeah, we we tried to destroy the thing and then stuff started erupting down there. I would have said that as part of it, yeah.
0: I think these gnomes might have gone a, good, a bit too far, eh? Got into something they couldn't control. I think I think Erebos or whatever it is that you gave the stone to, is supposed to guard something else down there. Oh. The way you describe the obelisk and the throne and the chamber, it sounds a lot like a teleportation chamber to me. don't know if you lot have ever seen one, But I've been to a couple of them, the one in uh, Rexentrum at the service assembly. They're great spires. They have these chambers. They're almost always affixed with an anchor point or an object that they can focus on. Now, if this Airbus was designed to keep things, well, secure, maybe his real duty was to prevent somebody from using that chamber. And what was ever in that? What was ever in that hot monolithic thing that the, the the gnomes discovered weakened, and something came out. But you also mentioned something about a fire giant ceremony as well.
1: Yep. And the fire giant thing came from a this like egg thing that came out of. You want to tell them about that one?
3: Oh, um. It was an elemental egg that was part of some kind of ritual by the fire giant elementals.
1: Um, Malos told us that Korgoth neglected to tell us that we should have given the the gem to the giants. I don't know why that would have been so obvious.
3: And it seems like people in the uh, Sawtooth clan might have been somehow manipulated or not themselves in some way. Uh, and I look to the lizard, lizard lady to kind of explain that more
0: yeah and, and she kind of just looks away like she's slightly embarrassed by it all Can't, not really believing that Corgoth would have been manipulated by one of the other simulacrum and I'm not entirely sure but I feel like we're really living the creation myth
1: See, that's what I said. I said that You're, you heard. You heard me say that, right?
0: Well, yes, I am agreeing with you. I.
1: It's, it's almost. <laughs> so, as it's, I mean, it,
0: it's almost <laughs> as if somebody has intended on this thing getting out, with the intent of remaking things. If. If. <sighs> who. If he's successful at this, if Praxis is successful at this, I don't know if you can stop a god at play with a Titan. If if the intent of Various's release of the Titan is to destroy the Obsidian Gate and relieve and release the Shadow God These two things are the very core of creation myth. Before the primordials ascended to the prime material plane and made Exandria what it is. What made the period of of post-founding, what brought the elven children and the dwarves to the humans on Exandria is the gods' destruction of the Titans. But there's always been the theory The myth. What would happen if a god ever figured out how to subjugate the titan, bend it to its will? What would it do then? Could it remake the world as how it chooses to remake it? Why? I I don't know. All I know is if the obsidian gates are destroyed, there's a good chance this Betrayal God could be released upon
1: Alexandria. Even vanishing within the mountain, the Obsidian Gates can still be destroyed?
2: It's possible.
0: They are hidden away by the magic of the sacrifice. But it is nothing more than a gateway of existence that is hidden by magic itself. For a Titan and a God of Shadow are in the same place, same area, same focus. The other possibility that I've been pondering since we've had this conversation, what if everybody's wrong? What if the Obsidian Gate can't be destroyed, and in his madness, he's unleashed a fire titan on the world? What if he's inadvertently Sealed all of our doom, including his own, with what he's done. Matrone kind of looks at everybody. Well, I think conjecture's all fine and you know? all. But I'm thinking we need to get down there somehow.
1: Yeah, we uh, can keep moving. I mean you feel like going diggy diggy spot? funny that I can't see that you're talking to tell you you're muted. There he goes, that was <laughs> unmuted.
4: Hey, I'll point out, no, storytelling muted me, but no, yeah, um, I actually was <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, unwrapping a bag there, but I had just walked out, uh, my reception room. up, I couldn't hear most of what you said there. Ethan.
1: Oh, I was asking if you're ready to go diggy-diggy again. I think so. You, you want to like hop on his backpack and and like ride him as he's doing that, or
3: I'll, I'll ride the usual cat for this one, but <laughs> you know, good plan uh, B.
1: So we know it, it's maybe, down uh, there, we know it was in Titan's Reach. Um, hmm, it's, it's Thane's really hot reach. down there, Thane's Reach. Sorry, um, Thane's you Reach. Guys,
4: I'll, you guys, I'll have my trail mix, and also, I'm gonna guess as a Druid, Ancient's probably got pretty high animal handling skills, just saying. Are you coming with us?
0: Well, I mean, you piqued my interest. Good. I mean, if something from a very long time ago is down there from somewhere, and you say a mythical hammer might be down there, and you need to forge a key, well, I've got to see this
1: through. I'm glad you saw the truth.
0: Well, truth is, you see it, it's just perspective. I'm just offering my opportunity of perspective to see what I think is true or false. But yeah, I could help you. Actually, I could help you guys all get down there quite easily, really.
4: Well, we'll take
1: that.
0: Let's do it. Well uh stand directly behind me. And you know, as you guys are at the edge, you begin to watch him. He starts molding earth and he begins to create a stairwell out of the, the edge of the canyon as it just it like creates this just direct route straight down into the canyon bottom for up to about 100 feet. Um, and then he kind of starts following it down. And as all of you kind of follow behind him, um, Naleth is going to stay um, just in case there's a reason for someone that might come along. But she decides to stay. Um, up above and Matrone leads you guys down into the first 100 foot section of the cavern through his Mold Earth ability. Um, everyone give me perception checks as you begin to look around to try to take in the viewscape.
1: That was a good one.
2: What'd that's, you get Earthen?
1: Uh, that's a 29. Nice. You an 18.
0: Buck?
3: Nine.
4: Nine. Always on Spot, what'd you get? I'm fighting with my computer real quick. Um, I got a 15. Winter.
5: Seven. <laughs>
4: Ten.
0: Seven.
1: I think seven. Okay. seven. Yeah. Gotcha. You guys see nothing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I see everything.
2: I'm distracted by our shoelaces. The entire. Everyone who can't see anything is just shoving down. <laughs> yeah. uh, Granola. Which, by the way, all of you do have fire resistance,
0: currently. Sweet. With that effect. For you, Earth and... You begin to kind of describe everything for folks around you, because the steam and smoke kind of swirling around makes it very difficult for everyone to see. Plus, every now and then, red lightning (laughs) kind of like arcing and exploding through. But... From this height and advantage, looking down into the collapse, the entirety of the surface that was originally here gone and uh, you know, just kind of fell into this area. Strangely enough, you can see where you once were down below. And the reason why you could see it is you can see flame, the obelisk, and you can see the entire exposed chamber about 200 feet below you. And it looks intact, but the land and the surface and the canyons around it are utterly obliterated.
1: So, Matron, that. See that flaming chair? That's oh, I, I, the I, flaming chair.
0: I can see it, mate. I see it good. All right. Hold on. And he starts. It's going to feel a little bit weird. Um, He starts making columns of stone and creating connections of stone that gradually turn into like a stone series of stairs and ramps that over the next like 10 or 15 minutes, he slowly molds the earth and creates a landscape that allows all of you to get back towards that initial chamber. And it's strange because it looks almost intact. The ruin with the obelisk in it, you can see the chair and the, and the, and the little, um, the other two obelisks that have the prophecy on it. You could see the, uh, the, the chair, which is now completely engulfed in flame. The only thing that looks a little bit different is the crater in front of the chair is emanating a very bright orange and red light, just permeating out of it. And you just hear Matron like, "Gods, this is, this is old, this is," and he just kind of steps in the direction of the center of the chamber, mm-hmm. and begins to look around. See, sees the stone throne on fire, sees the one plain obelisk, and then the, um, the the other one with the prophecy on it, and he looks up to the ruined building that you were talking about where you can still see the obelisk leaning out of it that has the shadow protection, and then where you claim that the key goes to. Now, this is strange. This shouldn't be here. This should all be destroyed.
1: Destroyed because the volcano erupted or destroyed for some other reason?
0: No, I would imagine if a volcano erupts, it would... It would wipe everything out. This is in the middle of the destruction. Something's been meant to keep this alive. Keep this intact.
1: I'm gonna go investigate the glow. Okay. Assuming it's not a fiery volcanic looking glow, right?
0: Uh it's red, yellow, and orange, but it's coming out more like a bright light than it is a flame. It's just this yeah really what I was intense kind of at. light. It's, yeah. yeah. So you head over there, where the rest of you doing?
2: I'm gonna pop up locate object and see if I can find the hammer or anything okay. for it.
0: Fuck, winter or spot, anything you three wanna do while
4: Earth and Xanath are doing their thing? Um how far away from the uh, from the throne am I? Like uh in, you said it's on fire currently, right? Yeah, it's currently flaming. <sighs> All right. I'm going to take a bite of my trail mix or no actually I'm going to use my ring for um resistance to fire damage. Okay. I basically just want to touch it and just kind of try to meditate around the pain. Just kind of try to reach out to uh the cat learner time more and just like pleading just tell me something like you don't
1: this, sit on the
4: don't no, sit in the burning chair. I'm not sitting
1: on it. I'm reaching a hand out. It's gonna smell so bad. You're covered in <laughs> fur. You know what burning hair smells like?
0: Actually he does. Yeah. <laughs> Pocket winner, what are you two doing?
4: I've used one charge on that.
5: So. I actually wanna see Spot like <laughs> do I okay. found that very intriguing.
4: <laughs> so
0: you walk over with Spot over to the Matron is just like lingering on the edge. Earth and you're heading over to the um, the crater. Xanath, you're going to try to locate object. Puck, what are you doing?
3: I guess try to investigate a little bit. See if I can find the path that I used before to uh, where all the to where the heart was before. So see if the path is still there. Okay. And- generally see if I can remember any time that I felt this kind of disconnect from nature before.
0: Hmm. We'll start with you, Puck. Give me a survival check.
3: Survival. Not that kind of ranger. <laughs> it's 11. I am not that kind okay. of ranger.
0: Okay. Zenith, what are you locating? The hammer?
2: Yeah, and I... I can't locate the specific object because I haven't seen it up close, so I'm right. trying to locate a large hammer. Okay.
0: So you bring a spell into existence, uh, Earthing. Give me investigation check.
1: Yep. Man, I like, you know, if we were fighting tonight, I would be a freaking rock star. <laughs> you said investigation. Oh yeah, that's a twenty nine.
2: 29. Okay. You're having a really good night
1: for rolls. I'm like, I mean, I got like great bonuses, but I'm rolling high with the bonuses. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Winter and Spot, as the two of you approach the chair, there's something you immediately notice. There's no heat emanating from it, although it's wreathed in flame. As you approach it. Spot, you start to approach it like you want to reach out to it. Winter, as you're watching Spot reach out to kind of touch the flame and chair to see there's some kind of reaction, for you, Winter, you see somebody sitting in the chair. And it reminds you of that individual that you saw in the Shadowfell. Bald head, grayish, pale skin, bright yellow eyes, a kind of oblique nose, a chin with a strange kind of um, metal and crystalline beard hanging off of it. You can see he's wearing strange robes that seem to shift and form uncomfortably. His eyes don't have pupils. And there's a moment where very, very darkened blackened and singed wings kind of come out from his back to flourish a bit and then the image just fades you watch as Spot puts his hand into the flame Spot, it's ice cold to the touch Mm. all right so my my hard point of this from where you're standing as you watch Spot do that and you're investigating the nearby crater, the crater suddenly kind of like ruptures with a sense of pulse of energy that kind of emanates out like a small echoey pulse. Xanath,
1: did you guys feel that?
0: Something's buried here. You don't necessarily sense a large hammer, but you sense a large object. There's a burial here, a and maybe it's homing in on that. Maybe something is buried here with the hammer, Matrone. Yeah, Do
2: you still have enough energy. I can sense something buried over here. It might be the hammer. Do you have energy to dig?
0: Well, I'll, I mean, I can try to mold. And it's like, as you stand, you realize that you're in between the two obelisks on either side of the throne Uh. earth. And as you stare at the crater and it's now pulsing, you watch his spot kind of inadvertently pulls his hand away from the ice cold flame. And as he does that, the crater kind of settles back down to like a normal
4: light of pulse. Do I notice that? Or am I just kind of focused yeah, on... Like, yeah, you,
0: you focus on being cold, but you instinctively pull back because it it's so cold it almost burns. And you look past where Winter's standing alongside you and back over at Earthen, who is... Ugh, I hate this wire. <laughs>
2: did
1: you guys not... Did you feel the energy from that?
2: Yeah, that was... Just a little shake. That was kind of weird.
1: Yep. You said something. Did you just tell me something's buried here?
2: I I just tried to search for the hammer. I don't. I'm feeling something buried under the ground between the two obelisks. Maybe the hammer is there. But maybe something else is there too. And
0: you yeah. watch.
1: His, Isn't there supposed um, to be a dead god buried here, or the betrayer god?
0: you watch as Matron comes over and he starts molding the earth in between the two obelisks. And as he molds it 10 feet wide by 20 foot long, all of you are staring down at an exposed sarcophagus. And there's a relief, an image on top of the sarcophagus. It is a bald figure with big eyes A strange-looking beard, robes, and wings as an effigy on top of the sarcophagus. But stone. It looks like a stone structure.
2: Winter, do you tell us that that looks like the person you saw sitting on the throne? Yes.
1: You saw saw somebody sitting on the throne?
4: Yeah. Like, before I touched it, or... I wouldn't
5: say, yeah, it was definitely before Spot touched it, right? Because when yeah, because
0: as soon as he it, touched it, the image faded. It like yeah. it faded away.
2: Yeah. Mm. Is this the the shadow creature? This is the thing that we're trying not to release. Mm.
0: Definitely doesn't feel like that. You definitely all feel like Erebos was the one that the stone was given to. This feels different.
1: Can I investigate the sarcophagus and see if I can glean anything off of like the relief that's on the top? Anything more than just what the, thing, what the person looks like if there's maybe writing or something on there?
2: Can I make sure. a religion check?
0: It'd be, uh, yeah, you could do religion if you want, Xanath. Um, and then uh, Earthen, you can give me history. Wow. Or uh,
1: religion. It's worst roll of the night so far. All right. Uh, that's uh, I will go religion because uh, my history is not not that great. Wait, no, we, you said history or religion, right? That's a yeah, it's better. Sorry, uh, that's a fourteen. Okay,
2: Zenith. I got a twenty-five. Okay.
0: So between the two of you, the first thing that you notice about the language, earthen, there is a name um, on the sarcophagus, and the name is Seraphel Hammerfell. And for you, Zenith, everything about the sarcophagus is celestial. It's all Mm -hmm. written in celestial. So you get to the other side of the sarcophagus. The other side of the sarcophagus, the entire writing is about a curse regarding a fallen Azamir. And this curse forced him to be placed here, but doesn't really say for what reason. The thing that catches your eye, most notably, is that as you're watching Earth and investigate the writings, and you kind of investigate the overall religious overtone, there is a, on the headstone portion of the sarcophagus, the first one to bring the light and the first one to show us the dark.
2: I'll relay that to the team. The first one to bring the light and the first one to show us the dark. The first betrayer God. Uh, am I there? Yeah.
0: You're, you're walking yeah. back from where you couldn't find any evidence of the old tunnel. Um, the edge of the surviving plateau that you're on is... There's no sign of that entire uh, landscape that was there before. It's all collapsed in on itself. But what you did see was clearly something large gargantuan would be the comparable size, had strown through that part of the landscape until it came up and out of the canyon, because you see these intense scorched and burned and like destroyed trails of something very large leaving that area. Gets, you get the feeling that that might have been the origin of the fire type. Well,
3: the goblin when I spoke to him and uh, a while back talked about something relating to light and dark, uh, Mannheim did too. I don't know if it's related to this, uh, but a few people who seem to have lost their minds uh, in these caves have spoken of light and darkness.
2: This is written in celestial on one side and on the other side, it describes a curse of a fallen Esmir, a fallen angel.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Can uh, you, it, watch as, uh, you watch as he watches Matrone kind of stands all of you back and reshapes remold the earth and, a lot, and this forces 10 feet of the earth up and now the sarcophagus is even with the surface so it's easier to kind of like examine it um Matrone kinda comes over. Um, I'm not sure, but I think this could be opened.
4: No. Well, I just kind of right, head over there. It's like, oh wouldn't this be the most likely place to find that hammer?
2: There is a wasn't it the, the sarcophagus? This is a this is a fallen angel. This is and not not like a good guy. I don't think. Right, but to
0: Spot's point, I mean, what if the hammer's inside here? What if, what What if if what if purpose was not to, to guard what the the fire titan? Nothing could guard against that once it's let loose. The question is, once it's out, how do you put it back? And you notice the patrol walks over to the crater over by Earthen. This feels like a teleportation device, a projection of sorts. The power that this Titan is, is being projected from here.
1: So we need to close the hole.
0: I think and so. The,
1: and I think the way we close the
0: hole, that, that needs
1: to be sealed. Crap, we have to open it more to shut it. This sucks.
3: This feels <laughs> like we're being manipulated.
1: It feels like we're being tricked. I do not want to open this thing. Oh, come on. You guys are all about the gods and you're talking about being manipulated. What do those things do <laughs> anyway? Come on! If we're gonna walk into a being manipulated by celestial beings, we gotta go all the way with it,
0: right? I get this feeling that Earthen's gonna become a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, that's not, not to break immersion planer. too much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we are still ten. Not
4: to break immersion too much, but when you were talking about like showing Matron this, like you know, it's like introducing him to the fact that you know the world is spherical. I was like, oh man, you lost at least one sub. <laughs> it's twenty twenty three, man. Someone's watching this. It's not happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, my, but has got lost in thought. It's almost like he's thinking so, about the writing and trying to see if he could connect it to anything.
4: Uh, can I investigate and just see if there's? I'm not going to. I, I want to kind of make eye contact with all the party members. It's like I'm not going to, but <laughs> I, I investigate for any kind of like walking mechanism to see yeah, if there is that's anything. Going yeah, give that,
0: me investigation like, as you begin to just see if there's anything about it that that. If it's trapped, if there's a device to be triggered, or basically just see if it's even safe enough to open from a physical
4: standpoint. Cool. Uh, I screwed. I didn't do well on that. burning my inspiration. I got a three. A three? I mean, it looks perfectly yeah. safe.
0: I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm
4: gonna. use the tech
1: magic. I'm gonna, the tech, <laughs> I'm gonna cast the tech. I'm gonna cast magic here.
0: Eric, uh, give me because, a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. reset my camera really quick. Okay. I'm audio. I'm still here. I just got to reset my camera. Uh,
1: I'm going to cast detect magic and see if I can feel what's if there might be something magical inside of this inside of the tomb or if the whole tomb itself is magical sarcophagus rather. Sorry.
2: When the sarcophagus came up, did I feel the hammer inside the sarcophagus or is it still like "Eh, it? How long does
0: locate object
2: last for? Ten minutes.
0: I'd say at the tail end of the sarcophagus being lifted up. You got a distinct ping on a hammer inside the sarcophagus. All right.
1: told you that we're, sucks. We're, we're already this far in, okay?
2: Here's the deal. We maybe in the last day have unleashed a giant fire monster. It sounds like we
1: an extra planar dragon man thing. I mean, what worse? what how much worse could it get? A T-rex
2: maybe? attacked an innocent town in order to chase us down.
1: That was before we did any of this. Come on now. We didn't do anything is, bad this to do
2: way point. higher level than any of that. If we release a betrayer god, that's the end. That's the end of the world.
1: Well, we have a good guy god that's our friend, right?
3: I think if he's strong enough to create a situation like this, if he's strong enough to like unleash this titan in the first place... Like then the titan is probably weaker than him and less of a problem than he would be.
1: You all are assuming he, he, if he's dead... Winter
2: saw him on the throne. Winter saw him sitting on the throne.
1: It was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: was creepy as fuck. So the picture on the
1: sarcophagus, also, he has a metal-looking beard. Not just a regular other gray. All right. I'm it's like that. a metal
0: and crystalline beard structure. No other hair. Completely bald. Described him as having bright yellow eyes um, and wings. While well, the effigy of the wings on the sarcophagus are a stone relief of intact wings, um, Winter describes an image of wings that are charred and burnt and like dark in nature.
3: Does he have skin?
0: She would have described him as kind of like a gray pallor, like a gray-silver kind of skin color. Okay. Is Is
2: Hammerfell a dwarven name?
0: Hmm. Good point. You get the feeling that Seraphel Hammerfell... Might be two names. Hmm. Hammerfell sounds like a surname to a dwarven lineage. Seraphel sounds celestial. Yeah. The two combined seem a little suspicious. I'll give you that one as a freebie.
3: Can I do a nature check on the sarcophagus?
0: Yeah, go for it.
4: Again, just to allay my companions, I'm not actively doing anything, but I want to kind of continue. <laughs> what I was trying with the, the chair, just kind of put a hand on it and just kind of try to focus, try to meditate, and reach out and see if the catlord said I would know uh, when when the you know when something was to happen. I'm just kind of like, is this it? is this what I've been waiting for? And just kind of you know. <laughs> Clear my mind, and see if I receive a uh, an answer from him or from you Are you uh, or, uh.
0: touching the chair again, or are you actually? No, I'm stare? touching the
4: sarcophagus. The oh, sarcophagus.
0: touching the sarcophagus. Okay. Yeah. What'd you get, Puck?
3: Oh, um, I got a twenty. Can I just check Thanks. if it seems as unnatural as, as the changes that have been?
0: It's interesting as you watch Spot. Just kind of gently lay his hand on the edge of the sarcophagus. It's the light and shadow on the sarcophagus seems strange. This sarcophagus, while well, made of stone, you begin to realize none of the stone here matches the stone of the sarcophagus. This was made somewhere else and brought here.
3: Yeah. Um, Okay, tell everyone uh, that observation.
2: Can you tell what kind of um, material it looks like? With that same roll?
0: She's never seen it before.
3: Hmm. I I don't know. I
2: really don't like it. Yeah, the vibes are terrible. Absolutely (laughs) terrible around Mm. the sarcophagus.
1: So... Think back to the prophecy. A chosen one of ancient birth shall face the king and prove their worth. Though trials dire and battles grim, they'll wield the light, the world to redeem. I mean, yeah, you two are pretty ancient, but this guy would be more ancient than you two, right? If he's he's, he's cursed, and he's... if 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 it's a if it's a fallen Asmir, and she said the wings were burnt away, right? Not demonic wings, just charred and burnt wings.
0: Spot, give me an insight check while you touch the sarcophagus, please.
4: Okay. Yeah, get back there. Here are you doing this on a, a desktop? Insight, insight, insight. It's almost like these are in order. Hmm. That is a 23. 23. All of these things
0: definitely feel connected to you. This is about the closest to a godlike experience set, except for when you had that one slight intervention near the primordial crossroads of the veil. This, This space feels beyond ancient the space feels like a point of creation
4: all right um, I'm going to take that as a <laughs> wisdom not intelligence but I'm going to take that as a sign I need okay. and I'm basically going to like essentially be like all right nothing for it and you know no warning no uh, hesitation just hop up and just you uh, kick the, uh, the lid of the sarcophagus as hard as I can. Like, as many key points as I need to just slam the thing off into the distance. Go need ahead. It
0: distance? Making um, a
4: frisbee? Come on, dude.
0: <laughs> uh, you're trying to move the lid off, is what you're trying to
4: do? I, yeah, I'm trying to, like, put as much uh, key and focus into my uh, strike as I can to just basically, like, Shove it off in one blow. Like, you know, this is one of those things where I think if I can't do it in one thing, I'm just not going to be able to do it at all. Okay. Go ahead and give me strength with advantage. Strength with advantage. That's all right. Since you're spending key points. Yeah.
0: We'll say you'll spend two key points to do this. Okay. Uh, I got a 17. 17. You guys watch as there's a couple moments that spot frantically crawls up onto the sarcophagus, begins to kick at the lid to try to knock it off, there's a spark of black lightning between the sarcophagus, the obelisk with the prophecy, the chair, and then the crater. (laughs) It all kind of sparks. And as you look over, the obelisk that's blank on the other side of the chair, you watch as... Well, you speak Celestial, right, Zenith? Yeah. The base... um, Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 it would be. I just need to check one thing. Uh Uh-oh, that's a good sign, right? (laughs) Um, I just (laughs) want to make sure this was the right one for this particular...
4: Oh, this campaign?
0: Yeah.
1: that would be a fun campaign though to get the so room.
0: as that interaction creates that arc of energy the following words in celestial begin to appear at the base of the blank um of the blank obelisk in this city a child of the heavens born of mortal and celestial blood will rise This child, marked by the radiant sigil of the Guardians, will possess the power to either save the world or bring about its end. And I put that first reading that's beginning to form in Celestial on the base of the obelisk. Uh,
2: And does it look like from the placement, there's... You know, more to come. Yeah, because on the bottom,
0: and this is beginning to make sense. The rest of this obelisk is blank and it feels like it's designed to reveal information. It feels like whatever spot started doing by interacting with sarcophagus, it's revealing more information by doing that. By the way, the lid of the sarcophagus didn't even budge, Spot.
1: <coughs> all right.
2: First of all, Spot, you promised you weren't gonna try and open it. <laughs>
1: Second of all, Zath, okay. you trusted him.
0: <laughs> Puck goes, third of all, F all you, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh,
4: I got uh, a vision of what I can. <sighs> I've never felt more right about an action before that. This is what I knew I know this is the right thing to do. I'm not I'm a I'm not a strong creature, at least not physically. I, I couldn't do it, but we have to do this. And you all you guys saw that. Like, well, if you're
1: talking strength, I mean, I'm not helping you. I, have, I, I would only hinder you at this point. I, I mean, I'll encourage you. I'll sit in the chair and play a song. I walk over and sit on the flaming chair with my viol out. <laughs> all right.
2: You're touching the chair?
1: I'm sitting in the chair.
3: All of you have a death wish. This is like a...
1: <laughs> we, we all made the decision to go back into a thing that a giant fire monster walked out of, okay? We already signed that deadline a long stop. time ago.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, Puck is just going to be frustrated and, like, kick some rocks.
0: <laughs> Earthen <laughs> goes over and sits in the chair. It is ice cold <sighs> to the touch.
4: Did you say it was cold? You didn't ask <sighs> I
0: assume yourself, Earthen. Give me a Constitution save, please.
4: Okay,
0: I'll take that. What a terrible.
1: Uh, that's a fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah.
0: All of you watch as Earthen's form change, and now sitting in the chair is the effigy on top of the sarcophagus. And you watch as they stand up. Oh, no. And in their combined hands, both hands held together, is a hammer. You watch as the transformed version of and when it steps away from the throne, it, they come over and they step and stop in front of all of you. And in a strange kind of disembodied voice, you hear him almost like his mouth doesn't even really move. When the world was young, we traveled and we looked for places to rest. Our thoughts. Our way of discovery wasn't always something that could be understood. I am the first of my kind. I am Hammerfell. I am Seraphel. I am the maker of titans. And then you just watch as the, the form that Earthen takes sheds. And now it's just Earthen standing there going, why am
4: I back over here?
0: Alright,
4: I want to just kind of... That has done mind. nothing but convince yeah, me. Yeah, just
0: an it? image, or a possession-like
4: situation that just took place.
1: I think, nothing in my hands, though?
4: Nope. <laughs> Alright, that has done absolutely nothing but convince me that what I was doing is the throne absolutely is no longer taste.
0: wreathed in flame. Hmm. You look over to see another celestial pattern of writing. The first of great artisans, I wield my will. Flame, wind, earth, water i am the maker of titans i am the master of titans they will do my bidding. and then it burns into the obelisk the flame around the throne goes away the crater transfixes into a deep red like color and now you can hear a tremor and like not here feel feel slight tremor in the ground. The cavern walls outside of the protected area that you're on, little runlets of debris coming down from the tremor. And it's at that moment you see peeking over about four or 500 feet up through the ash and steam, the face of the Titan Lord. Its huge form arcing up and over, looking down at the six of you. Matron just looks up, like, oh, "Guys, um, okay, Earthen, I believe you, but this is where you turn it off, right? This is this is when you turn it off, because clearly, whatever you're doing here." And, and Matron's just like, "Oh shit!" He just like puts out a spell around. 120 foot of diameter of space as this wall of force just appears (laughs) all around. And he's like, I could keep it up for about 15 minutes, but if you're going to do something, do it now. And he's just looking up and this creature is like slowly and painfully moving down towards you. You watch this huge flaming hand the size of like a 20 story building. (laughs) It <laughs> just crashes into the force field that <clears throat> that Matron is like holding up.
4: I'm just frantically trying to get the lid up that sarcophagus now. And give me like, I don't strength if, I-
0: if you want to spend key. Give me another strength with advantage. Yeah,
4: that was cool as hell. Um,
1: I'm gonna play a tune for him.
4: Right, I'm gonna, I'm, depending on this, I'm planning on using the D6 I have. Uh, but yeah, let's see what I get. <laughs> well, technically, you
0: could stack that with Bart. Well. No, you have to use it separately. They don't, inspiration never truly
4: stacks. <laughs> oh, true, if you don't let him do it, it's I'll a D10 if you use mine. So. Right. I got, total, I got an unnatural 20 on that. Okay. Any movement at all? There's a spark and
0: uh, more of that black lightning arcs out, slamming in to the, the obelisk, the chair, and the crater. You're now watching as a smaller version of a fire elemental is beginning to form in the crater. And then the last of the top of the obelisk begins to form. And it's in celestial as it begins to form. The heart. The heart. It beats because I give it the power. I'm the first of all creators. I give the titans to the worlds. And then you watch as the obelisk kind of crackles with more energy and light. You watch as the prophecy obelisk crackles with more energy and light. It's at that moment in time you watch as Spot kicks off the lid. It fractures slightly like a part of it cracks. The lid tumbles onto the ground. Another strike of the arm coming back. This huge flaming arm (coughs) slams into the force walls that (coughs) Matron is concentrating on and holding up as the creature strikes it.
4: Uh, Do I see anything inside the sarcophagus?
0: Uh, Give me perception check as you stare into it.
4: Uh, That's not that great. That's only a 12. 12?
0: There is a perfectly preserved... Azamir, in the sarcophagus, almost as if they were laid to rest a day ago. Gripped in both his hands is a hammer.
4: Alright, um, I'm going to try to how to phrase this, um, gently remove the, the the hammer. Like, I'm not trying to injure the, the corpse at all, but I, I'm also hurrying, so kind of try to snatch it, but not like break its arms or
1: something. I'm going to dump the uh, anvil out onto the onto the edge of the where we are right now as well. Okay. Like, just, just dump it out of the bag, trying to line it up.
0: Everything around you gets a little bit quieter. There's a moment where the area outside of the force field that Matrona's thrown up causes the sound of the storm to fade, the sound of what's kind of like, of the creature coming back as it felt itself, obviously being threatened and unable to contain its power here. You guys watch as Spot reaches in, and the moment he reaches in, Spot, you feel a hand grab your wrist.
4: Like, full brawl brush tail, like, not expecting that.
0: And... (laughs) As it grabs your wrist, it pulls you in. Uh Into the sarcophagus. Go ahead and Uh give me a wisdom save, please. Wisdom save? I'm a
4: wise kitty, so let's see what we
1: got. Wisdom save. A wise kitty who just tried to take a hammer off a corpse.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's not great. That's a seven. A seven.
0: (laughs) You watch as the Azamir begins to pull himself out of the sarcophagus. There's no sign of spot anywhere. It takes the hammer in both hands and kind of pulls itself out of the edge of the sarcophagus and lands on the ground.
1: You speak celestial. Talk to it.
0: It's looking around with this kind of strange, empty look on its face. You're mute. Oh.
4: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: mute. Disadvantage <laughs> for mute. Hammer, yeah, go so <laughs> for help. Give us the hammer. We need to forge the key.
0: You speak my tongue. Who are you to speak to a maker of the first of kind? Why do you deserve the hammer? And he just sits there staring at you, almost like he could just look right through
2: you. I'm just an instrument, but I'm trying to save the world. The Titan has been unleashed. We need to reseal it. We need your help.
0: Creature stares at you, looks around. There's a hint. There's a bare moment that as it's trying to continue to force itself to stay within spot, a tail appears behind it, (laughs) and then he wheels it back away and looks up at the titan
1: ah my greatest creation the first of them all the lord of the fire plane he was such a wonder
0: why is it summoned looks around sees matron kind of holding it back this is
1: not creation.
0: There's a sense of panic on its face. Spot, give me another wisdom save, please. All
4: right. Uh, eighteen.
0: Eighteen. Like a glitch in the system. You watch as the image of this of the Azamar fades, and now Spot's standing there holding the hammer. All
4: right. Do I? Hey, you got the hammer. Uh, I I just kind of do I feel anything different like it is do, just having this do I notice like obviously I know there's a Titan there but um,
0: yeah. I, I mean you're holding the hammer and you just get the feeling that you're no longer in the sarcophagus you're out now Xanath is by you Puck everyone's by you staring at you strangely um,
1: there's I pull out my bag of residuum and start pouring it into the frame into the the frame on the top of the uh, anvil.
4: Okay. Okay. We still need. Uh, we still need the metal for from whatever to, to forge that, right? I think we can just use residuum, right? Okay. We might need lots
1: of it though. So,
4: all right. I, I'm just gonna kind of start pouring out my supply as well. Um. Uh. Once. How. How. Sorry. Um, does the mold look like it's it's uh fully packed in?
0: I'll say, you and Earthen are currently filling the mold with the residual. Xanith mm-hmm. and Winter and Puck. You can see Matron is still holding back the strikes from this mass, but he's getting weaker. He's being pushed down with each blow. Um, what are the three of you doing while Spot and Earthen are trying to form this mold?
2: Um. I think I have my my eyes on uh, Hammerfell, and I'm trying to judge if he's going to turn on us or if he's going to help us. Uh, Hammerfell's not there right now. Well, where'd just, he go?
0: He just. Oh,
2: he just vanished. It was
0: he No, it like, was spot. He Was spot. Oh, okay. And now it's spot again because spot managed to get the DC of eighteen. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you do okay. look over at the sarcophagus, and so you could see the intact, preserved body of Hammerfell in there. Um. So, yeah, the three of you are standing there watching Matron defend the platform. Earthen and Spot are trying to form the residuum into the anvil.
3: Um, can I try and help Matron by use, uh, using uh, freedom of waves if I'm allowed to do it without uh, direct water source?
1: Yeah, I like that. Well, the, the water was pouring in. The well, there's crevice.
0: steam coming yeah. in. So I'll say you gather up the steam as a way to collect the water, and then you send pulses of it energy up-wise, uh, trying to bolster the force shield that he's bolstering at the same time. So yeah, I'm going to let you give him the help action with that ability. So that, that'll be you kind of like forcing it back as well. Winter and Xanath, anything you two want to do while Earthen and Spot are going to probably try to make the key?
2: We're not blacksmiths. <laughs> All right. Uh- What do we think is the skill you need to make a key, probably?
4: I have a jeweler's kit. I've actually, uh, it's a key. I kind of think that might help with this very particular case.
0: I mean, the anvil is a decent size. The mold is maybe six inches across by two inches wide. Uh, It takes um, some residuum. It fills the mold. It feels like really all you have to do is strike it.
2: Maybe strike it? which he, I'll give enhance ability to both you guys for strength.
0: Okay. All right. So earth you have advantage of strength checks, strength based checks. Uh spot my Strength
4: you have. is awful. I have a I have a better all idea. Right. Can I use that as a as a dex thing on that? So, sure. Oh, yeah, right. I can
2: give you dex instead. Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, um, oh, I mean dex would work, yeah, cuz my strength is
2: negative. I just don't know what check <laughs> it, I don't know what check it's going to be it for that. It feels like Never. he's
0: got to manipulate the residuum while spot is going to use his nimble ability to manage the delicate strikes. Um, so, Earthen, for you, it kind of feels like wisdom, at knowing the right timing to to add more residuum and uh, allow Spot the opportunity to keep trying to form this key. All right.
4: OK. Let me know when, we, uh, when we're to roll. So. OK.
0: Winter, anything you want to do at this point? Oh, did I lose winter? Oh. Uh, I know sometimes said, there's a delay if her system drops.
4: Uh, she said she had to turn her camera off in the, in the chat here, but you yeah. might be muted though. Nope.
5: Sorry. Sorry. No, there you are. Hey. There you are. <laughs> I'm waiting for my roommate's parents to go in the other room before I spoke.
0: <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so Earthen and Spot are trying to shape the key. Xanath is bolstering both Earthen and Spot. Puck is helping Matron maintain the force barrier that the uh, uh, Fire Titan is trying to get through. What would you like to do to try to help out this situation?
5: One sec, my tablet.
0: Oh, she's gone. Oh, no. The IT bugs. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, Earthen, go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Spot, okay. go ahead and give me a strength or a dex check for starters. Okay.
2: With advantage.
0: Right. With advantage, because you
2: guys have. Xanath's... Uh, uh, it, it's actually only for checks, so not for the save. Okay. For the check. I yeah, got okay. for the save.
1: So. Uh, I'm gonna burn sure. a lucky point because that was <laughs> that was
4: hilarious. Okay. <laughs> All right. The very first one is a 21. Uh, I, that's without my advantage. There. Let me know if that does it.
0: Uh, just do another one. Hang on. Did you have advantage. I'm, I'm burning up two lucky points
1: now. This is not oh, looking no. good.
4: <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. Nat- okay, nat- that's better. <laughs> oh, I was so close. It was. It was almost a a, a nat twenty, and they rolled back. Oh, seven, so no, it's a it's a twenty one. Twenty one.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I rolled. A, I rolled a three. Then I okay. rolled a two. Then I rolled a sixteen. So I think okay. I'm going to right. sixteen after all that lucky. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> so with that. <laughs> It is a combination of watching Spot bring down the hammer and strike it and then the manipulation of the residuum. Puck and Matrone are keeping the barrier bolstered as another strike from the Fire Titan (laughs) hammers down into the barrier. Um, Puck, give me a constitution save as you're trying to bolster Matrone's ability to keep this force barrier up.
3: Uh, 13.
0: 13, Patron failed as well. You both take 13 or sorry, 14 points of psychic damage from the effect and you feel the barriers slightly give and weaken a little bit under the physical blow. Winter, do we got you back? You're on mute maybe or not? Your tablet doesn't like you tonight, I'm sorry.
2: She says she's she can't hear right now, so. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: she's saying that in the uh, chat chat. Oh yeah, Yeah. yes.
1: We see you. Oh, not even. (laughs) No worries. She's she's glitching it out of the Feywild.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have her over by Puck, and I'll say she's going to bolster Puck and um, uh, Matron. Uh, Go to your. Oh, she can't hear anything. Um, Try your stream yard settings. Oh, she's probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with that, um, can you hear us now? Can you hear us now?
4: Check
1: one, two. Test, test. Of
0: course, if she's talking, we can't hear her either. so, Earthed and Spot are trying to make the key. Puck and Matrone are trying to bolster the barrier. And I'll just assume, for sake, uh, Winter's over there as well, as she's uh, uh, trying to bolster and help the other two as well. Zenith, you've already kind of done your thing, but is there anything else you want to do? Because you get the sense this is, this is something... They're creating something that's probably going to weaken the Fire Titan and maybe give you an opportunity to capture it. It doesn't feel like this is gonna destroy it. This feels like the final step of a plan. Okay. And I'll say that mostly from your constant religious checks and things that are going on and your kind of like religious understanding of this strange like ceremony.
2: Um, So we think that we're going to maybe be able to weaken the fire titan enough to capture it if we do this successfully kind of what it feels like yeah um i guess i'm looking around trying to understand what's going to happen with this teleportation circle that's the piece that i still don't understand okay
0: give me investigation as you examine that all right
2: that. Let's see. That is
0: a nine. Nine. The crater is a swirling mass of fire and energy. And there's a gradual kind of there's a gradual kind of like illumination of a fire elemental gradually showing up in place. And as it's rising to the surface, you get the feeling that all of this is connected and it, it's a matter of timing. If that key, that key is designed for something. And then you kind of look over at your shoulder, over at the obelisk that's over in the ruin. Mm-hmm. And that's when you figure it out. The key goes there, yes. But once it goes there, you get the feeling that it brings the Fire Titan back into this crater. And then it's ready to be banished or sealed from the, from You get the feeling that you're looking at a portal directly into the elemental fire plane, is what you're looking at. Mm. This thing that you guys are dealing with is the first of the Titans. The person buried here is the creator of the first of the Titans. The hammer, the residuum, the key, point of creation, the primordial crossroads, this, this is an opportunity to seal this thing away, but it feels dangerous. It feels difficult.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It feels like you guys are on the edge of maybe having to make a decision when all this comes together. Your religious background is telling you that no, nothing is ever done without a sacrifice. Right. Uh, Earthen and Spot, give me, so Earthen, give me, um, Let's see, you were boosted, with wisdom. 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 So go ahead and give me a wisdom check with advantage. Spot, go ahead and give me a strength check with advantage. Great. Dex check with advantage. Is that what we're
1: doing? Yeah. Um, he was doing dex.
0: Yeah, dex for spot, wisdom for earthen.
1: It's a dirty 20. I'm back to yeah. good rolls again.
0: All right, all right. It's good.
1: Better than a three and a two. <laughs> I was going to get my ah. fingers smashed by a giant magical hammer. I'd rather not. <laughs>
4: Spot, what'd you get? Uh, just a 13. Not great. 13?
1: You have inspiration, don't you?
4: No, because I used it for uh, for god, a lot of the other things there. Unless you gave me inspiration with your, you body can go ahead. And yeah, give I gave artists. you, inspiration yeah, you. yeah. Okay, so the, what, what was the I, uh, I already
1: ticked it off. I, I thought you already used it.
4: I did um, not. What, I, I is it a the, d10 the 10 or d12? D10, yeah, d10. D10, d10. 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 Where are you? Okay, okay so I, can... I said the only thing selected. Okay, so that makes it a 22. 22. Next best roll you can have on a D10.
0: On that second series of strikes, there's an explosion of energy out from the anvil. And now lying on the flat of the anvil is a small gold and glass key that is like pulsing with a bit of energy and light within the metal structure and glass structure of the key.
4: All right. Hey, Earthen, uh, how fast can you fly? Like just out of run speed, but I can okay. Well, what, what is your run speed? 30 feet, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to assume that I would know that as spot. Um, I'm just going to kind of look at you. Have I noticed the, um, well, I can't really read celestial. Um, I'm just going to kind of look Earthen in the eye, look down, grab the key and just run up to the, uh, to where uh, the keyhole is. Were you there
1: when we, I don't think you were there when we found the key were you
4: the keyhole
0: keyhole. yeah i mean xanth is more than welcome to yell it out once she sees the key get formed
2: the keyhole's over there
4: (laughs) i thought we found it last session when we were kind of going through yeah i think we we knew yeah i I didn't were were you with us or i thought you were down okay i thought was the
1: one uh, that went down the the tunnel yeah
0: yeah first and then after you guys discovered the keyhole on the collapsed obelisk um yep okay okay I feel bad for a winner. I'll summarize the end of this for her in Discord on tomorrow morning when I do all my summary work.
4: Um, I've I've scooped it up and I'm just dashing, like mad dash for the keyhole.
0: So with that, the moment the key is formed, the barrier around the platform collapses (laughs) as Puck and Matron are kind of and winter are kind of thrown to the ground as the energy kind of recoils, the, the massive arm back and away, and the barrier fractures and fades. Um, you guys watch as Spot grabs the key off the anvil and begins to sprint across and over towards the obelisk that's leaning out of the ruins. He jumps up, and he's fast kitty, so he jumps up there, and just as he slams the key into the keyhole and then twists. You watch as the obelisk begins to glow with like a blackened light that arcs up and strikes the massive fire titan and the fire titan is pulled down into the crater. (laughs) As it's pulled into the crater it's coiling around in the crater and that's where we're going to finish tonight so that when we come back next week you guys will have to take on a fire elemental. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some of you got to fight it while well, the rest of you try to get rid of it at the same time <laughs> and then I hope I'll, I'll summarize that last bit of section uh, for winter and I'll post that in discord so she gets it um, is everybody good for next week Yep, yeah, should be fine can you hear me Yay, we could hear you
5: I have no idea what happened it my phone died no my tablet died so I Use my phone, and then as soon as I logged on, I heard nothing.
0: (laughs) That's right. I'll put the summary in Discord. Um, Are you good for next Sunday, Winter?
5: I'm good for next Sunday.
0: Perfect. Uh, All right, everyone, thanks for coming out. You guys go ahead and linger for a moment. Um, Everyone else, thanks for coming out. Be safe, be kind, and don't forget to play a game. And we'll see you next Sunday. Good night, everybody. Thank you.